it's Olivia, and the content warnings for this episode are just brief mentions of suicide, racism, sexual assault, and homophobia, but it's a pretty light week, and we hope that you enjoy the episode. Hi, everybody. Oh, hey there. It's Olivia. It's Charlie. And what's and up? And it's Nick. It's we Nick. don't introduce ourselves. <laughs> we never, ever introduce ourselves. I don't know. I decided oh, to no. make this week the weirdest episode we've yeah, ever had. Yeah. But my partner, who I live with, who is on the podcast often, he's just not saying anything. <laughs> sure, he's just sure, sure. trying to, like, unobtrusively use the bathroom make in the apartment that we should <laughs> in the middle of. But it's Nick. Nick Keller, everybody. Woo! Woo! Hello. Yeah. Thanks for that introduction. Oh, it's anytime. Um, super. <laughs> oh, it's anytime. It's anytime. <laughs> Always introducing me to the podcast. What the fuck? I don't know. But we're know. here. Um, it's nice outside, and mm. we have lots to discuss today. But we first do. and foremost, Charlie, how are you? I'm good. We yeah. had a nice day. That's true. We are shopping for a photo shoot that we want to do soon. That's true. Which is the best part of anything. And also uh, being obnoxious in thrift stores really is top of the list well, for Well, yeah, because if so, you're willing to be try on like a, like a wedding dress in the middle of the aisle at the thrift store that does not have dressing rooms. Does not have dressing rooms. It's a Saturday afternoon. Everything is like a dollar at most. Yeah. It's really <laughs> dog eat dog. Yeah. And if you know no shame in public, yeah. it's Dangerous. Yeah, every Depop bitch in Chicago <laughs> is in the same thrift store. Um, oh my god! And so were we. So, so were we. That, that was, was great. Fun. We're we really had a picnic. We did. We, we had a picnic. We live across the street from like the most beautiful park, maybe in Chicago, Ooh. definitely in the North Side. Um, mm. and that shit rules. Mm-hmm. But Nick, how are you? Mm-hmm. I'm doing well. I uh, was not invited to go shopping. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Stayed home. It's gonna be like that. Didn't get to try out wedding dresses. <laughs> but uh, earlier, I bought a new coffee maker, which was twenty. Like the fanciness of coffee makers oh. that you can get for twenty bucks at Target or oh, insert it's name brand beautiful. giant store. Like I really kind of thought they were all seventy dollars, or they had right. one button and did one thing. Yeah, and yeah. Were $15. Or dollars, or or were two hundred dollars. Yeah. Made the hottest, fastest coffee possible and had one button. Yeah. Damn, I'm also interested in that. Yeah, just yeah. FYI. We're going to start a Patreon. One of the tiers is going to just be buy Olivia. Oh, oh, an espresso machine. Ooh. I want to be the most annoying woman. You don't have fucking room for an espresso I machine. I really don't. I'll make a shelf. You'll build me a shelf. I'll build you an espresso machine I really machine thought shelf. you were going to say you bought more clothing. Nick has oh, been I mean, on I, a... I also did that, but that was... <laughs> but that's so not that. notable for the morning. Nick has been on a crusade of buying the nicest, coolest, most expensive <laughs> menswear. And then not wearing that. And then not wearing it! <laughs> because no, where, no are, we where are we going? Where are we going? Where are we going? Things are opening up in That's Chicago. True. Yeah, speaking of going places. Holy shit, we are starting to be able to do that. Yeah, we've um, been vaccinated for... We were fortunate enough to have gotten vaccinated kind of early. Mm-hmm. So we've been, like, super good for a couple months, but mm-hmm. still kind of living life identically to the way that we were living it before we got vaccinated. Yeah. Like, not doing anything differently, staying home, yeah. being generally terrified and wearing yeah. masks everywhere. And now it feels like... 
branching out is okay a little bit. A little bit more Within okay. reason, don't be an asshole, etc., Yeah, et don't, don't fucking not wear a mask at fucking Target. Yeah. That Holy makes you an shit. asshole. That does. Yeah, this just didn't fuck you. Yeah, but straight up, but... Lunch on a patio. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. You're not a bad person for going to Village Discount. Right. 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 Just right, right, right. that distinction. Mm-hmm. Nice, and mm-hmm. not an absolute, but... Different than it's been for the past yeah. 15 months, and that is notable, and mm-hmm. doing good for my mental health, and eventually, uh, enough venues will open up that Nick's $300 fucking <laughs> Italian handcrafted-ass shoes- My mom listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow, if that's also, the thing that- Also, not even 300 <laughs> Okay, that's we share expenses. If you think I'm not gonna roast you for that, you're wrong. You're dead fucking wrong. Holy shit. He looks great. I will not pretend that it's not very good for for the old peepers um, on my end, but as a person who spends like fifty who cents on house my house with <laughs> with this person. Speaking of not looking great, I don't want to go right into the movie, mm. but but the poster, which hey, I can't think of like another rom com poster with where it just, just has guy. Like one guy. Yeah, yeah. they're like Will Smith. We got him. Yeah, this yeah. one rom com ever come, but like it's him. Like you probably remember him. Like holding his hands on Hitch, on the Hitch, letters, right, yeah. and like wearing such a bad mid two thousands outfit oh, with like a it. blue t shirt and like a I think the bottom button is done on this like button up. And like an oversized jacket. Is he wearing it's a tie? Not, I remember I don't think a, tie. a tie. Because if there's is. a tie on the no. over the t-shirt, yeah, that would be really he's rough, not wearing but... a tie. He is wearing what appears to be. Is it a velvet jacket? Is it, it a brown like velvet a... jacket? Yeah. Like a bright cubby's like blue corduroy, It's like yeah, <laughs> and a striped dress shirt that is unbuttoned and untucked. And like popped. Maybe? Okay. Oh, oh, no. oh! It's really bad. Is an H. I mean, yeah. the thing is, the mid two thousands were like, okay, so a corduroy <laughs> sports coat is cool. How can it we make cool. it the least cool it could be? Because a corduroy sports jacket is fucking cool. Yeah. That looks so bad. So much work has been done to make this as horrible as it is. Are those jeans? I'm gonna beat some <laughs> He's giving it cash! <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, I remember red, and it's this atrocious color that they that they yeah. put in the word hitch. Ooh, February, because um, it's a like a Valentine's ooh, release. Probably, I wonder it probably it, was. I also really want to know what he probably had his hands leaning on two green columns yeah. so that they could get the full photo of the whole outfit. Oh, and he looks so uncomfortable. I Will was Smith it was is just like the heads of extras. Yeah, just if you guys could kneel off. real quick. Everybody has to Google the poster for this movie. <laughs> Otherwise, this is going to be such a stupid really three fucking stupid. Yeah, this so um, it it is so bad. It's, um, he, he doesn't looks look like he's having a good time. No, because no. the thing is, also, I don't know if you guys remember. Off. Yeah, who did that? Who did that? <laughs> Will Smith is so attractive. <laughs> he looks like somebody asked him to pose for like forty-five seconds. You know, yeah. like they <laughs> would that exact him... smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, just the, he... like old camera. We gotta press the shutter. I was just yeah, like, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. like he's posing to... for a painting. Yeah, <laughs> a painting of this movie poster where he is not. That's not a natural smile, <laughs> William S. Mm. Anyway, yeah. speaking of this movie, uh, spoiler alert: we did hitch. <laughs> we this did week. hitch this week. Sure. Also, we have people to shout out for this movie. That's true. We are trying to get in the habit of acknowledging when you 
give us input because yeah. at the end of every episode we're like please talk to us and then we don't <laughs> and then we don't talk, talk about, about you. that <laughs> so that sucks and we're trying to get better about that and to be honest so many people have asked us to do hitch which it's is crazy crazy yeah like more of you than we could find messages for. like we know that we've been asked about this right. so much but we could only find but also we own. share this account, this account and, and Oh, no. It's, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. So we have Stephanie Hutcherson and Olivia Kalpakis. Fuck me if that's wrong, Olivia. Super sorry. Kalpakas. Maybe it's Kalpakas <laughs> and you can beat my ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but thank you for requesting, yeah. Mitch. We really did have a blast. We we had so much fun. Also, a shout out to the Australians. Oh, what? Listening to this wow. show? Is it because I can't do an Australian accent? <laughs> Is that why you take so much time? Are you embarrassed day? of us? To be What's 4% going on? of our listenership. It's kind of crazy. I don't know. And you guys in haven't Australia. even done Muriel's wedding. Exactly. So it's true. We're finding exactly. Nemo, the it's... greatest <laughs> It's going to be stupid when we do find Nemo. <laughs> yeah. Boy, do I tell you. But thank you so much. Could you reach out to us and tell us how and why, but mostly how you, you found, found us? Does Australia oh also have love? <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have access that, to, to media? Do you guys experience <laughs> emotions? Anyways. What's that all about? Holy shit. Oi. I'm <laughs> Australian. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so within the past two weeks, I have watched all of The Circle. What oh, yeah. a oh, unbelievable yeah. show. Oh, it's so but... <laughs> One of my favorite, I wanted to say characters, they're real people. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite personalities uh, is Joey from the first season. True. He says, Ove. <laughs> Ove. And Like it's an Italian dish. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and like, Jews and Italians, <laughs> so close yet so far are we. <laughs> you fucked that up. So bad. Those are just like the two spiciest white. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like we got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We got in there because they let us in. But but, oh my god, Ove! I paused. I paused the show and I writhed on the couch a little bit. Um, Ove. Ove. Wow. Anyways, so now that we've, I no, I appreciate that because I. Watched the circle like a week earlier than Charlie. Like our circle trajectories are like. So close, but I just, I, I have, like, a week more distance from it than you mm. do, so I'm like, wow, I remember when I was watching it. Yeah, oh, it was so good. three weeks ago. Oh my god. Yeah, Joey's life changed really great. It's shocking, like, the people are people, and you don't hate them. Yeah. Like, they're not the worst and dumbest people you've ever seen yeah. in your life, yeah, which is because... rare for that kind of show. Except for, <laughs> like... Because they're like, maybe we reward catfishing? But, like, God bless them, the people that catfish. Suck at it. Oh my Suck God. at it! <laughs> so Except nice. for, uh... The one who not to uh, spoil. Oh, yeah. But, like... Some people are not, are not good at it. And, and, like, usually the thing that people learn when catfishing, they're like, I can be genuine. Right. People like the most genuine parts of right. me. I mean, thinking of it... In relation to Too Hot to Handle, where Francesca is the worst oh, person my in God. the world. Wait, it's too Hot to Handle, the one where they can't fuck. They yes. can't fuck, and they like actively lose money if they rub each other's dicks right. over their pants. <laughs> <laughs> They're keeping PG-13 rules over here. They still lose that cash. Yeah. Oh my God. That was, that was, that was rough. I had forgotten was about Francesca. Beginning quarantine. Oh, yeah. my, that's that's also your that shit. Yeah. yeah. See, I never did that because it made me sad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but... 
Yeah, um, trigger warning, suicide. You watch a suicide oh, yeah. take place. Holy shit. You watch someone kill themselves. And the way that nobody talks about that when they talk about Tyler King, it, Tyler King, <laughs> the king of all times. <laughs> but like, there is like CCTV footage of somebody of this committing tiger suicide. Taking an AR-15, and you wouldn't think that their paws <laughs> could <laughs> navigate that, but they that's why it's so shocking, so crazy. So that's probably why they named that show Tiger. <laughs> Tiger King. 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 Tiger but also cultural context. Mm. Hurricane Katrina was in 2005, and like the aftermath was taking place at that time. And like Bush was mishandling the shit out of it, and like people were being absolutely left to die, specifically black people. And that was also like the first time that Kanye ever like publicly went off script and was like, George Bush doesn't care about black people, you are leaving black people to die. And that was when everybody was like, yeah, Kanye was. Yeah. Um, and then he... Except that most of America was like, how dare you? I guess that's fair. Everybody was not like, yeah, Kanye was. But retrospectively, um, we're retrospectively, all like, yeah! That's when he got, like, big cool. Like, you're not mm-hmm. just an artist, you also care about right. stuff. And then he um, jumped the fucking shark yeah, where that's he concerned. He really Good did. Good goddamn. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 2005 shit. Top films of 2005... Madagascar, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which incidentally, like, Brad Pitt was still married to Jennifer Aniston, and then he did this movie with Angelina Jolie, they fell in love, and he was like, oh, that's so crazy how we're not married anymore. didn't know that they were married. I, speaking of, like, timely and topical shit, the Friends reunion just came out, and I was reminded that Brad Pitt guest starred on it. He was on an episode, and it makes sense, like... In the reunion, David Schwimmer referred to Brad Pitt as your fella. Uh, to Jennifer Anderson, yeah, just like your fella came on. Like, I think there's some complicated shit going on there that's none of my business, but like, interesting. However, I mean, it's they been our business every time we've been in like a checkout aisle at a Walgreens for the last like, entire yeah, month. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's completely yeah. true. Mm-hmm. That I did grow up on. Do you hate Angelina <laughs> Jolie for doing something that was. Not bad to do. Yeah. Or bad to do. Who knows? Who's to say? She's so pretty. Big mouth. Woo! Jennifer Aniston also so pretty. So pretty. Very nice. Writhe in the grocery yeah, store yeah. aisle. But <laughs> yeah, Brad Pitt, Jennifer Aniston were married. Oh, okay. Um, and this was the year of that sexy, sexy movie, which incidentally, isn't it like Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Donald fucking Glover that they cast yeah. in the upcoming Mr. I'm and Mrs. Smith so remake? I'm so excited. I... I'm so interested because I really like them both as writers. However, Mr. and Mrs. Smith is a dumb movie, and the only reason that it's a good movie is because Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt are so specifically hot mm-hmm. and hot with each other mm-hmm. that it makes you not care, care that about the movie is stupid. stupid. Yeah. I'm not convinced that specifically the combination of Donald Glover and Phoebe Waller-Fucking-Bridge is right. going to... Push them buttons yeah, yeah, to yeah. make that stupid-ass movie not stupid. Right, but I don't think they would have... It probably just won't have the same... Vibes. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Nick hasn't been on a podcast movies. before, and like Charlie and I are like, 
like two drinks in and like <laughs> doing fucking patty cakes while Nick sweats <laughs> off the one. Nick drink. says funny stuff and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I do want to tag myself because you guys never have. The reason you have to listen to this is because like three months ago I was like, you guys oh, should make yeah. a fucking podcast. <laughs> you guys straight up will not stop talking about what like, comes in the living room. As a surprise Please. to nobody who listens to this, it was like, man, you guys are both loud and have good opinions and like good <laughs> chemistry. Maybe talk, but because neither of you listen to fucking podcasts because you're interesting. Like, you... <laughs> like, that never occurred to you. And now we're here. And I have to, like, spend every Sunday trying to pee silently. (laughs) (laughs) Nick lives in hell. This podcast is single-handedly his fault. I don't know if we've ever acknowledged that. It was also January. My sweet little lamb was six months ago. (laughs) Oh, my God. January was six months ago. Uh Also, we started this when we were as sad as... People can get. Oh, yeah, no. this is more like, man, I know you aren't going to call the suicide outline, but what about podcasts? What about having a fun time? <laughs> oh, Remember how the only activity we can do is watch stuff? Yeah. True. Maybe oh. do that and then have a little outlet. Yeah. Make it feel like productive. Quarantine, Maybe. but also uh, just Chicago winters. That's so, true. Like, yeah. Do we? I mean, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm just... What else happened in 2004? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, this is how that goes. That's fine. I mean, other things did happen. Um, Wedding Crashers, King Kong, War of the Worlds. Oh, my God. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire and the Chronicles of Narnia. Like the first one. one. Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Wow, there's an article from five days ago that says, See what the kids from Chronicles of Narnia (laughs) look like now. Wow, it seems like. What does the lion look like? (laughs) He's still really hot. Bad CGI. Whoops. <laughs> Charlie wants to fuck an animated lion. Just, I mean, just like, so everybody's on the same page. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, this was like Nazi propaganda, right? Wasn't? No, I think C.S. Lewis was just like a white supremacist. Whoa. I think. <laughs> Am he I just, wrong? I think he was like a super Christian, in the same way that Tolkien was like, man, isn't Britain the tops? And, like, that inherently is white supremacist E. Um, but he, I mean, like, so much fucked up shit. He was like, man, you know, is it Susan and Lucy? Susan's the older one? Yes, yes. He's like, Susan put on makeup so she couldn't come back to Narnia. That whore! And, like, oh. <laughs> it's super, like... Oh, my God, that's right! Yeah, it's only, like, this is childlike wonder! <laughs> you know no room for sex. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, other me- uh, stuff in 2005. Music, top songs, Hollaback Girl by Gwen Stefani, Candy Shop by 50 Cent, featuring Olivia, Um, Since You've Been Gone, Kelly Clarkson, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, Uh, Gold Digger, wow. Well, because that was, I mean, sorry, fucking sidebar, Kanye West and 50 Cent had, like, their beef. They both released their album the same week that he had been doing his thing for, like, a while, and then Kanye just fucking beat the shit shit out of him in sales yeah. candy shop is like a good song but it's not but it's not gold digger featuring jimmy fox oh my god yeah. wow that's so interesting i was not allowed to um <laughs> listen to popular music or experience joy that's <laughs> so mean and not true but i was not allowed to do a lot of stuff 
that like marks pop culture. Mm. So much stuff that like was happening in my childhood, mm. I have retroactively experienced. So I wasn't like listening to that music when it came out because mm-hmm. I wasn't like allowed to. Yeah. Fucking, I remember downloading um, Candy Shop on LimeWire. Yo. <laughs> Okay, I wasn't yeah. a LimeWire kid, but oh, I was a, like I... another torrenting thing. Sure. And my dad was like always like, "Why is our Wi-Fi so slow?" <laughs> and I was downloading like twelve albums. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's like an entire hours. discography, <laughs> and you liked like two songs from. You're like, I, I don't know, I need nine hundred songs from this person. But I remember specifically also because you could do the MP3. The, YouTube yeah. to MP3. Yes, you could on CDs. Yes, True. but it's also the music video version. So there's like four minutes of. Like, like random talking before you get yes. to the song yeah. because that was when YouTube was so much more like it weird was just shit. like weird shit and like maybe the only version of the song online right right point. right it wasn't forty video. people doing like doing lyrics videos like it was just <laughs> lyrics videos with like thin aerial font yes <laughs> other shit going on in two thousand five um. Carrie Underwood won oh American my God. Idol. She's the only, oh. her and Kelly Clarkson, only famous people off of American and Idol. And they were like from the first few seasons. Yes. Right? Vote. I voted. Did you call in to vote on American <laughs> yeah. Idol? Yeah! Paul texted. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. I did The Apprentice Baby, our house was. <laughs> oh my yeah, God. Yeah, The Apprentice. Anyway. My parents watched The Apprentice. I wasn't, we didn't watch TV at our house, but I would go to my neighbor's houses mm-hmm. and get like obsessed with screens, no matter what's on. Yeah. If you walk into a room with a TV, you can't. You don't speak your native language yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You belong to the television. <laughs> well, it's like when you're in bed and you realize that you're watching TikTok straight up two inches away from your face. You're like, ah! Like, it is it is hovering and it's all that there is It's also in the been world. five videos since I knew what was happening. <laughs> yeah. Just like... Uh, last thing I'll say is that... Uh, the Office premiered in 2005. Oh, wow. The first season, which first was season, bad, and then they came back. They, were, they like, were like, oh, are Americans and Brits not the same? Not the same. <laughs> are they aggressively different? Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, Charlie, all right, tell me, us about the actors. Me. Okay, so we have Will Smith, Eva Mendez, Kevin James, and straight up, those are the only names you really know from this movie. That's um, true. And this is their only rom-com ever right yeah none of them went on to other rom-com glory okay no we have jeff donovan who like you know his face and you know his face from the 900 commercials (laughs) you saw for burn notice that nobody ever fucking watched so that's him he plays the douchebag because his hair slicks back so good Mm. (laughs) um we have michael rapaport and he's a really great comedian and bit actor he's in a really good show atypical right now he plays the dad shit he's so great in that he's been in friends he's had a lot of other smaller acting credits and so to go into will smith will smith is will smith everybody knows him but i didn't know that he started as the fresh prince and then they gave him the show i watched that show all the time when i was a kid and he just materialized in my brain his trajectory is crazy because most of his acting credits on imdb are He's Will Smith, but he's in a short! And, like, it's either he's the Fresh Prince or he's just Will Smith for, like, seven years. Yeah. Um, He did that. He did um, Independence Day, Men in Black, Men in Black 2, Wild Wide West, um, iRobot, This Movie Hitch, Pursuit of Happiness, I Am Legend, Hancock, Seven Pounds, and recently he's been all over Twitter um, because of... I'm sorry, I thought you were saying Oliver Twist, but then Oliver Twist, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Something oh, that gosh. I love 
that Nick is doing is that he is clapping right after a bad joke to be like, no! <laughs> Got it out! Get but it. he's also clapping while he's still talking. He's <laughs> yes. to let, like, because we clap to know when we're editing, when right. to cut. But if you clap in the middle of a word, that's just you communicating to the audience. <laughs> that you want to be done with the thought right now, but you have We to can't say cut it. this, but I want you to know that I hate it right now. Oh um, he is all over Twitter because he did the, like, I've never been in worse shape. And everybody was like, that's so great. Thank you for doing that. And then he did that for a TV promotion where he's getting back in shape yes. on television. He did it on TikTok. Yeah. There was, I saw it. That's so yeah. crazy. Also, Two... like, bad, what is bad shape for Will Smith? Bad is shape it is like just... I have four packs instead of 12? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just got, like, a little bit of a belly. Okay. And that's he's kind he's of also it. intentionally not flexing it. Right. Right. He's 50-something. Right. And, like, he's also Christ. the coolest kid's... In Ever. the world. Oh my god, Willow is an unbelievable musician. So is Jaden. But yeah. also, he's known for his music and for his, like, unbelievable charitable acts. He is such a cool organizer. Yes, and, organizer like, is both the word those I kids, charitable acts, <laughs> leading to the, to, the, to the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but there was a word and I said, Well, I think, like, both those kids are queer, yeah. um, which I just attribute... It's not that Will Smith isn't great, but the specific reasons that those kids are as cool as they are, I, it's like Jada's, Jada did that, right? Yeah. Well, like, I think it's both of them. I think they're I mean, just like raising They're their really children. good parents. Yeah. And they're very cool. But I think Jada was like in a all black punk band. Yeah. Jada has been like so cool and exactly who she is mm. for so long that yeah. like those kids being so specifically like that also. Mm-hmm. It's like that in combination with having like such a cool, supportive, A-list celebrity, yeah. hot and cool kind yeah. of dad. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think those are really good parents. Mm. And like, what the fuck do I know? But yeah. it seems like but they made cool kids. They made cool kids, and it seems like they're they like each other still. Yeah. Um, I'm so sorry. We've been talking about Will Smith for 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, this intro um, is one human hour long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say. I'm so glad I'm not editing this. Yeah, Holy I'm shit. editing it for the third week in a row. <laughs> I will also do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be in town. I just won't sleep. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway. exactly. Fuck me. I don't have an actual job. Um, Eva Mendez is so beautiful. I don't know what to do. She glows. She glows. She glows. The entire She's movie. so beautiful. It's unreal. Um, she was in ER. She is in an Aerosmith music video <laughs> credited as Beautiful Girl. Correct. She's in Children of the Corn 5, Mortal Kombat, Training Day, Too Fast, Too Furious, um, Stuck on You, Trust That Man, Ghost Rider, The Woman, The Other Guys, and The Place Beyond the Pines. She stopped acting in 2014. That was her last acting credit, because I think she and Ryan Gosling, um, (laughs) booed booed the fuck up, and now they have kids, and she's like, I'm so famous my husband's so famous boot up and he put her in his really bad movie yeah that nobody place talks beyond about the him directing. no no he acted in place beyond the fines it was good that's where they met but then like two years later he was like you're gonna star in my film that i'm directing and everybody's like oh fuck ryan maybe not <laughs> oh ryan maybe you act real good maybe don't direct no, no, real no. good oh my god what was it called do you remember it was called like Forbidden River. Oh, and I, I didn't watch it, but I think the like concept is like <laughs> there's like a, a river porno. under Detroit, and all the things were like, dude, like David Lynch here's like cool artsy things, but like none of it makes any fucking sense, and so it's like surreal and like badly written. Anyways, 
Wow. But now they got two kids, and that's... The they got two kids who I have never seen, but I have to assume are, like, the most oh, beautiful Yeah, children. you haven't seen them because when people try to take pictures of them, they just glow so much <laughs> that they watch the photos the out. The lens cracks. They are so beautiful. <laughs> wow. Little Holy angel shit. children. And well, then, uh, the only other name in this... So sorry to everybody in this movie, is Kevin James. Kevin James is just Kevin James and everything he fucking does. He was in The Cosby Show, he was in Becker, he was in Everybody Loves Raymond, Fifty First Dates, Monster House, King of Queens. Kevin James is fine. He's likable, very bland. That is that era for sitcoms. Mm. King of Queens, you watch it because it's on and you've seen that episode of Friends 400 times and you can't watch it again. I don't want to hate on Kevin James because Kevin James is the guy in your math class that you've met 19 times and you <laughs> never remember his name. Because it's know? two first names. Yeah, it's really... He's just like, hey, how are you today? And you're like, oh no. <laughs> he's just like, bless his little heart, he didn't do anything wrong. He showed up to work on time, yeah. and he did everything they asked him to, yeah. but still he is just, he's just a guy. And yeah. he can do, he can do comedic acting more than any guy you'd pull off the street. But not but, as good as you want it to be. Right. He's but he's just, still somehow insanely marketable. Like, nobody is like, Kevin James, my favorite funny man, but he's so, like, inoffensive that you can right. put him in something like Mall He Cop. is, like, the Ikea furniture of right. comedians. Like, he's yeah. the G rating of comedians. Yeah. Like, yeah. If just you could like, inhabit that in human form, it's yeah. Kevin James yeah. falling not down. Not offensive anywhere, not inappropriate right. anywhere, not life-changing anywhere, but right. gets the job done if the job is... We needed. We I'm needed he's like the bell pepper, right? You're never. You're never. <laughs> Not spicy. You're never but shocked by it. You're never overtaken by it. Celery with a little bit more yeah, flavor. Exactly. Exactly. And he doesn't get stuck in your teeth. Totally. Right. 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 He is so inoffensive that you can't remember what you ate for dinner. Wow. Right? Damn. Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> Holy fuck! I'm not. You're a millionaire. Yeah. I'm, I'm not That's sorry. That's true. I, I think love Paul Blart Mall Cop. Just when I was little, don't fight me. <laughs> anyway, I will be the plot. Did you want a segue or was that? Like... I did. I wanted a segue for a long time, and I settled for um, uh, not a unicycle. A <laughs> <laughs> unicycle, and I don't. I can't clown you on what you liked when you were young. You saw four movies, and one of them was Pollyanna. <laughs> like I can't. I can't. <laughs> You can clown me a little, though, because yeah. some shit was embarrassing. <laughs> Alright, so the plot of this movie is as follows. I, my voice cracked on movie, but we straight up had to retake my saying, the plot of this movie, like six times, so I'm just gonna go into it. Alex Hitch Hitchens, Will Smith, is a professional, quote, date doctor who coaches other men in the art of wooing women. With the main focus of having genuine long-term relationships, he is very successful at what he does. While working with one of his clients, Albert Brenneman, Kevin James, who is smitten with a client of his investment firm, celebrity Allegra Cole, Amber Valletta, or Valletta, but I don't know, Hitch finds himself falling for Sarah Milas, Eva Mendez, a gossip columnist and a cynical workaholic. While Albert and Allegra's relationship continues to progress, Hitch finds it difficult to initiate a dialogue with Sarah, finding that none of his romantic methods work on her. Throughout the entire process, he keeps his career secret, claiming to be a generic consultant. Okay, I want to note that in this Wikipedia summary, uh, the word celebrity is a hyperlink, just in case you needed <laughs> you know what that to was. know what a celebrity is. Mm-hmm. 
It just takes you to the Wikipedia page for celebrity. celebrity. Celebrity is a condition of fame and broad public recognition of an individual or group or occasionally a character or animal as a result of the attention given to them by mass media. It's just the definition of celebrity. (laughs) I'm getting away from the point. (laughs) This movie begins... With a fantastic song that I can't remember the name of. Did you what write it down? What a wonderful world! Sam Cooke. Yes. Sam Cooke. This um, movie had a biggity, banging soundtrack. Yeah, it was really nice. Or like right out the gate, it was really good, and then it started getting like, oh shit. Well, we that stuff is our budget. the trajectory of the film. That's true. Because it, it, <laughs> you're like, oh wow, and then and at the end you're like, oh wow. Wait, <laughs> it's so good at the beginning, here? and then they have to wrap it up with so many ham-handed like. Here's what I learned in the movie. Here's oh the formula. God. Plug it in speeches. Oh my god. Which have like this undercurrent of royalty-free rom-com <laughs> yeah. score. Yeah, it it really it slowly kind of goes off the rails. But we're at the beginning. Um we have <laughs> every time Eva Mendez is on screen, I'm like, wow. Got the nice hair and I like your mouth and the little mole and your pretty eyes. She is and you just look so nice. Like Greek, like statue of a Greek goddess. Beautiful. Yeah, like she's, oh my god, she's so beautiful. Just like the intensity of her eyes and oh, she yeah, it's she's just also like. I mean, this is such a weird like. Hollywood bodies are so fucked, but like she's Hollywood curvy, even though she's like a size negative twelve. Yeah, she right. Has, yes. Like hips. Well, her right. proportions like, are her... 30, 36, 20, right, thirty seven, whatever. Right. You know, yeah, she is Kurt quote unquote right. unquote. <laughs> Could fit her in my fucking, right. <laughs> like, front pocket, but not the main pocket, the small pocket for your cigarette. Alright, um, my... Okay, yes, okay. we start off, and it is, um, number one, um, male-centric rom-com. Yeah. yeah. Um, the protagonist that we're following, who's doing the here's who I am monologue, yes. is a guy. Yes, right. and so at the beginning he is explaining what he does, mm-hmm. how he do what he do, and there are three men that he is coaching mm-hmm. right off the bat that we don't see again, that he has helped get the girl. And so we are learning that when you come to Hitch, you have a specific woman in mind. Mm -hmm. One of the really nice things at the beginning, he's like, I'm not trying to make you more confident. I'm not trying to make you somebody else. I'm just trying to accentuate who you are and how to play to your strengths. And also tell you to listen to women. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, A huge component is like, do not try to fuck her right away. Do not Get distracted by how nice her titties look in that shirt. Listen to, to her. her. Listen yeah. to her when she speaks. Oh my god. Yeah. Also, you said, I'm not trying to make you more confident. That's not true. He's like, he. what he says is like, if you're shy, be shy. Yes. Like, I'm not right. yes. making yes. something yes. you're not leading yes. 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 His whole thing is making you confident, but that's like why it's cool. Yeah. Like, at the beginning in this initial, it's just like three different storylines of these examples of clients. We're just like seeing, they like a girl, he's helping them out. And with one of them, he, like, does this elaborate fucking, like, he tricks this woman's dog into, like, running away from her and, like, stages this scene where this guy who's trying to woo her, like, fake saves the dog from getting hit by a car. And so at that point, you're like, what's happening? What what service does he provide? Barney Stinson, like, let me put on a little play to trick you into fucking me, which which is is also the idea... That, so, this woman's dog is a wiener dog. And and Hitch has a wiener dog, but it's a lady wiener dog, so it has a bow on its head. 
And like the the male wiener dog like runs out of the elevator to go chase his lady. His like, that have, yeah, like, like that wouldn't happen. Like that wouldn't happen. Dogs are like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just run at something. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. It's yeah. so weird. But it's so interesting because it is a misrepresentation of the thesis of his work. It's a misrepresentation of even like what he's saying in this voiceover monologue, mm-hmm. which is like, I'm not trying to smoke and mirrors this shit. I am trying to contrive circumstances wherein your best qualities are optimized. Wherein these things that are true of you can be on full display and here's how to not be a creepy asshole on dates. Like, Mm -hmm. here's a checklist of if you're going to an art gallery, don't fucking follow her around the gallery and sniff her hair. Don't be there because she wants to be there. Walk around the gallery your damn self, look at stuff, and then, like, have thoughts about it for after so you can talk about it. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's hand-holding through basic human relationships, but kind of nice to hear hear a dude be like, Hey! Get your shit yeah, together, yeah. every other dude. Yeah. So it starts off really strong. Yeah. Um, there's a couple Will Smith quotes from this movie that live in my brain, branded on the inside of my eyeballs. Mm. I see them when I go to sleep at night. You is a very fluid concept right now, is something that he says to this dude because he mm. made him buy shoes that were outside of his comfort right. zone. The guy goes, well, I just don't think they're me. And Will Smith goes, you is a very fluid concept. Holy just shit. You bought those shoes. Every yeah. time I'm like, man, yeah. it's been a year in quarantine. I can't wear this. I yeah. better buy a suit. <laughs> but not just one suit. A fluid suit. Oh made God. of liquid. Made of gold. <laughs> Rent is due every month. All right. <laughs> but fucking. We also get the setup from this monologue that he coaches through three separate dates. Mm-hmm. Um, also, he's like. The kiss happens on the third date, and like maybe oh, I'm just yeah, slutty, oh. but like the the kiss happens on the third date, and then after you kiss, you go your separate ways and don't, <laughs> don't. fuck each other yeah. instantly. What well, the well, fuck? Because Will Smith himself is a slut in this. Like he believes in love, he mm. sets up other men for love, but like when he's at the bar, he like wants to. Have sex with floozies. Woo! Like, right. it's he like is... one night stand McGee mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. also believes in treating women well as long as you're not Will Smith. Like, it's right. a weird That's super interesting. Because he's not implementing misogynistic tactics to right. fuck women, but he is actively living the opposite of what he makes right. his living right. off of. Which like, is the setup for... Which you? is the setup yeah, for, yeah, like, yeah. the entire yeah. movie. But yeah, in this opening monologue... Will Smith begins what will become throughout the movie a time-honored tradition of making up statistics, <laughs> making up shit, saying percentages about any, like, just like, 90% of women put their left shoe on first, like, like based on nothing. 30% and he just, of podcasts have an hour-long intro before we talk about the movie. <laughs> God, every time I tell somebody that I do a podcast, I'm like, oh, how long is it? And I'm like, like... 12 hours. It's like 12 hours. Why would you ask me that? Yeah. Fuck you. I have to if edit you it. You just say that. Uh, um, so, everybody, take a shot. She's a journalist. Uh, she's, uh, but not uh, just uh, any journalist. She's a celebrity columnist. Gossip baby. Columnist. Yeah, it's hyper specific, and this movie mirrors uh, how to get away with a guy. <laughs> Yeah, sling him over your shoulder, bury him in some brush. Have <laughs> a losing guy in, in a number of days. Uh, in, listen. In just a few. I'm g- <laughs> Holy fuck! 
Um, but I can't remember right now which one came out first. I think How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days was like 2010, right? How to Lose a Guy is 2003. That's what I said was 2003. <laughs> we have a really amateurish recording setup, so maybe you heard 2010 and that's not my fault. Um, How to Lose a Guy, uh, there are kind of similar themes running through this movie and that. Yeah. Um, like the agendas are at odds with each other. Sure. They're like... Their initial I'm meeting you scene and that dialogue is in both movies. They're speaking in hypotheticals or metaphors or they're like doing a bit mutually. And it's like the sexual tension is crazy, but they're like, if I were into you right now, here's what I would say. But like, I'm. But we're still playing at this and we're also at a bar and I can't be drunk to keep this going that long. Right. Nobody's had a drink. The point of conflict, I'm so sorry to interrupt you, is just like them finding out about each other's agenda and right. feeling betrayed, which right. is, like, a huge through line. Um, um, but not everybody in this movie is fucking white. Right. And so And so it back. makes it... Better. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, we oh, keep... Oh, no, sorry. You can talk if you want. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you, you have to cut in, and that's really hard because yeah. we never stop talking. But also, you live with me, and we all hang out every night, so, like, you know that. Get get, get in yeah, there. Like, punch Charlie in the tit. We're going to say punch me in the tit, but you know isn't the situation. Cutting in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just, like, Will Smith is so much the, like, screenwriter persona. The screenwriter has to come up with meat cutes and has to be like, how would this read well? Okay, here's a guy and a girl. A guy wants oh, to get with so a girl. Oh, so they can write him really well. Right, and so like Will is Smith them. is the analyst. Yeah, they know how to write him in a way right. that if they were writing the way they write Kevin James. <laughs> right, just like his write. character thinks analytically about romance and right. like what right. logistics make romantic meat cutes tick. But yeah, I, God, holy yeah, shit. Holy but shit. We gotta, so we... She is a business lady. She is a gossip columnist. Busy she, business lady, too busy for love, too, bu- too busy, too busy, too busy for love. Um, she has a boss that like cares about her well being, which is like number one red flag. There's like this three is, scenes of this boss being like, "You should take some time off yeah, because you work so just too hard." And so, what he says to her in this exposition scene is that. Allegra Cole and her boyfriend have cut it off. And Allegra Cole, if ever there was a made-up fucking (laughs) name, holy shit. Oh, yes. It's like in in the book you start writing when you're you're 11. Yeah. Yeah, 10 or 11, you spend like two hours on the table of contents, which you write, you make the title page before you've written the book. And then um, you write half of the first chapter, and then you're like, I'm so tired of Which this. sounds like this movie. They were like, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And then they were like, ah, oh, fuck. Oh, the deadline's <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah, also, I remember, I, every time I go home, I look through mm. the stuff that I have left in my room. One of them is a journal. And it's me starting a story. I spell the country Germany different <laughs> J. Germany. Germany. Mini. Mini. It is. throwing accents over all the vowels. Willy nilly. It got crazy. And I ruined this beautiful journal because I wrote one page of this horrible story. Oh, I've done that to so many leather bound fucking books. Holy shit. But one of the things I forgot to mention. 
I didn't talk about this, the production of this movie at all, and I won't except to say that it made so much fucking money, yeah. which we were talking about, like, budget, or I briefly mm-hmm. made a joke about budget. First of all, this is the first Wikipedia entry I've seen that gives you a range for budget. Like, it mm-hmm. doesn't quite know. Mm-hmm. The budget was between 55 and $7 million, but it doesn't fucking know. 55 and 70? 70. Did That's I say true. seven? You said seven, Boy, yeah. did I. Oh, good um, at grossed... Three hundred seventy-one point six million. Yeah, Maybe. third highest grossing rom-com of all time. That's so much. That's so crazy because the thing is, I haven't seen this movie. Yeah. I've been like meaning to do one of these movies. Get my hat in the ring. Talk to all the people. It's Nick. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted to say the whole time. Um, and like Hitch stuck in my brain more than most rom-coms, mm-hmm. and I think part of it is everybody was talking about it. Also. It's so male-centric relative to most rom-coms. Oh, I like this movie where there's a guy on the cover and, like, Like, Kevin James and Will Smith are hanging out. I like a rom-com without having to claim femininity. Right, Mm -hmm. yeah. That was was the whole thing. It made a lot of money. I thought about it a lot. I think I only saw it once. I didn't see it in theaters. And, like, I've seen plenty of rom-coms. But, like, the scenes in it stuck for some reason. It's so interesting, though, like, people have asked me about the Mm -hmm. podcast and I've said... Like, a lot of people are asking us about Hitch, and we're going to do mm-hmm. Hitch, and I've had a bunch of people be like, oh, is that a rom-com? So many people are like, oh, wait, but there's a dude who's the protagonist, and right. I remember that Kevin James is in that. And I think it's so interesting, because yes, the fuck it is! It's such right. a rom-com! Well, it's such a fucking rom-com, and I was thinking about this, I was talking to you guys before we recorded, but like... In the Wikipedia entry, there's a thing where Will Smith talks about, like, the reason Eva Mendes got cast is like... The producers didn't want to cast, like, another black person because then they would, like, lose that on the white audience. And then they didn't want to cast a white woman because there's such a taboo about, like, interracial dating and, like, mixed-race couples in rom-coms. Especially in, like, Hollywood history in general is so, like, holy shit, mixed-race couples, like, fucking, like, Birth of a Nation and, like the his like birth of a nation like re-giving birth to like the kkk but just like the way that movies like the fear of like a black man fucking a white woman is so like oh my god i'm gonna right oh my god fucking woodrow wilson i think like had it played in his office woodrow wilson he's like normally like okay pretty okay president world war one great but like every like it was so huge and like it wasn't until like the sixties you have Guess Who's Coming guess to Dinner with again. like yeah. Sidney Poitier, uh mispronouncing the shit out of that. But like there's so few examples and I think this year, two thousand five, mm-hmm. had another like it was called Guess Who's Coming, which is a horrible fucking title. Maybe it was something else, but like Bernie Mac Oh yeah, and yeah. Ashton Kutcher, right? Yeah, and Ashton yeah, Kutcher. It and the, it was like that yeah. was like a mixed race movie and I think it got kinda of panned because it wasn't really political. Mm. But like Hollywood sometimes bumps up against like, what if different races had sex? And usually it's such a like melodramatic which I mean, I think is like historically. Right. There's accurate. hate crimes in here. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. we've like recently, I mean, we had like Loving, which was like a drama about right. but, like, the like Loving first... Be Back yeah. with like Supreme yeah, yeah. Court case. And there was um, the camp, Big Sick. The Big the Sick. The Big Sick. I didn't sick. Watch. Right. Yeah. And like a uh, person, like 
person of color and like that's his wife like but exactly that's like the specific story of his life and right. the thing is i think interracial between two non-white people yeah gets to tiptoe around being a political film in the way that right. once you make it a person of color and a white person the film either gets panned because it tr is trying so hard right. has to pull a muscle to like lean around politics or right. has to be political and is alienating for that reason and either does a good job or doesn't but like right. the big sick was about his specific life, about his specific right. loved one, and it still incorporated, like, the parents, a little racist. Right, and, like, would it have been made if, like, cancer wasn't involved? Like, there has to be right. that, like, tragic There's gotta element, be, like, a third like... character, and the character is terminal cancer, right? right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's so interesting. I didn't, obviously, do as deep a dive into research as Nick's mm -hmm. surprise, take your yeah, shot. everybody take um, your shot. We did it four sh minutes before <laughs> recording, and Nick is like, I've been thinking about it for days. <laughs> <laughs> So deep on the internet am I. Oh, fuck. But that's um. so, so interesting. And it's so interesting that that is public knowledge. Obviously, it's not, like, well-known trivia, but that Will Smith said that and that that is accessible information. Right. Well, in such a weird, like, Eva Mendes, just, like, Cubanism being this, like, middle ground cubanism like it's cubanism as if like, like cubanism I mean, like, like the like I could convert to yeah, cubanism yeah. <laughs> no, but also I mean, the painting the style <laughs> you've yeah. heard of cubism yeah. <laughs> right oh but God. just like ah man like maybe we can get like a latina in here and like that won't offend people in the same way right which is alienate wild audiences like even mendez is like light-skinned enough that maybe white people can see themselves in her but like not so much that it's scary like right oh, which like... goes so much into so much that has been written and said about like non-whiteness as an identity because mm. even when you're not white passing it just goes into like a colorism right. thing where it's like how dark are you that's what we're actually concerned about that's where our biases are stemming from but based like situationally you are still sometimes too dark right. but when we need you to be the token lightest dark-skinned person mm -hmm. get in there it's this just in racism bad um it's so interesting just because this genre is so I don't even want to say peppered. It's more like they dumped a, like a like a full pound of racism on top of the genre. So few people of color starring in these. I really thought movies. it was like. I really thought you were gonna say, it's like a crayon box, but all of the crayons are white. <laughs> <laughs> Just seventy two white crayons. Seventy two We talked about the first five minutes of this movie. Yeah. I know. <laughs> And just, incoherently. Oh my god. Yeah, just You've all seen it? Fucking, <laughs> yeah, we're really tired. And we have to go. We've been recording for almost two hours. Yeah, good night, everybody. Bye. Thanks. Follow us on Instagram. Well, yeah, I mean, to wrap that up, and I'm sure it'll come up again, this movie manages to not be quote-unquote about race or to have that incorporated right. into it at all in spite of having two non-white leads and i think to your point it is specifically because they are not both black right and they are not a person of color and a white person and mm -hmm. that as a formula to like dance around having to like grapple with white supremacy right is and so interesting and it's so interesting that that has been publicly acknowledged right mm -hmm. um right because it's not like a long wikipedia page i also wanted to like not to fucking overanalyze this but 
in the scene where, or maybe the scene before Will Smith meets Eva Mendes, mm. he's talking to his brother-in-law or his mm-hmm. future brother-in-law, who's this white guy who is married to his presumably black sister who we never see. We see mm-hmm. Eva Mendes's sister. Yes. In the and last her scene. white husband, future right. lover. But we never see a white guy with will smith's black wife like black, her, sister. What, black sister yeah, yeah. Holy shit, that would be a very different movie uh, <laughs> but for whatever reason there we only get that like here's we get my... the implication of right. this right. interracial white man black woman but there, it's not depicted ever. interesting yeah. yeah damn i feel number one i haven't spoken for 15 minutes <laughs> And that is just because I was like, y'all are so smart. Keep going. (laughs) Um, I feel like maybe she got an acting credit in the cast list. Because her name's Mandy, right? The sister? I I thought Mandy was her, Eva Mendes' sister. It's Maria. Oh, shoot. Wow. Too many time names. Holy shit. But maybe, maybe she gets a credit in the cast list because she filmed, but she never appeared in the movie. Wow. Cutting room. Wow. That's so interesting. I was like, oh, this is going to be a running thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Rappaport is supposed to be in here. with Kevin James. But then he's like, he's He's there at the beginning. And then he just... Never never in it. He does get set up, like, just to go back to the rom-com formula. Right. Right. Like, formulaically, he's the best friend. And he fulfills the, like... Hey, Will Smith, you need to fall in love. Hey, Will Smith, here's, like, my hot take about your dating life. But whereas most dude best friends in a rom-com are like, you should fuck her and she's a piece of meat and I hate my mom. Like... (laughs) This guy is like, you know what's great? Emotional intimacy. I'm so in love. It's crazy. And then like halfway through the movie, the reveal is that it's Will Smith's sister, but that's right. in passing. And then you never see her. Right. But you also never see he Kevin Rapp- You never right. see him again. Fuck. Whatever. <laughs> Kevin James, Michael Rappaport, you are the same person. Less. Um, so straight up, we oh, keep I'm going. So <laughs> we keep going. And we learn a little bit about Hitch's backstory mm-hmm. in that he everybody take a shot got hurt one time in college uh, and now he's never loved again but it also wasn't like somebody stabbed him while on the way to fuck his best friend it was like a lady didn't like him as much as he liked her and uh-huh. therefore he can never let himself love again yeah it's kind of it's crazy he like looks like oh who's the hot urkel uh, i was uh, just gonna say urkel <laughs> uh hot yeah. urkel uh urkel. are we sure are we? What the fuck are you referencing? I'm referencing. Isn't it all in the family? All oh. in the family, oh, yeah. and then and then there is the guy who plays Urkel plays a hot version of himself oh, okay. that gets all the bitches, and his name is something. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. That is correct. Ding, ding, ding. 15 points. Anyways. And I just want to um, once again touch base from the I wasn't allowed to consume media lobby sure. and say and that I, was I trust a eight-year-old you. eight-year-old white boy who... Did not grow up in a predominantly black area yeah, and don't shit. have access to those TV shows. But he's dressed like that. He falls in love with this girl and he's like, I love you so much. And she was like, yeah. <laughs> and then like, that's fine. Great. Yeah. Thank you. And then he finds her making out with some dude in a car, which is also a crazy choice when you have a dorm room. <laughs> like, like, 
like making out with somebody I love a in a car location, right? When you're barely but not like, a child. You, you yeah, you have to deal with fucking roommates. That's true. Yeah, but still, get out. I'm or yeah, I'm gonna make yeah. out in here. Knock on the door, baby. Someone's going up inside me. You could either be here or not. Or not be here. Having like sort of fuck somebody with a roommate present is not a good look. But oh my god. Okay, so not only does he find them in a car, Mm -hmm. but he also like it's pouring rain, and this is all taking place in a flashback where Will Smith is like reflecting on why he wasn't. He didn't, like, get the bitches when he was younger. Or I don't even quite know how the flashback operates, but he's, like, meeting this girl in college. He's super in love with her. He's super dorky. And then in this, like, P.S. de resistance moment of betrayal, he's standing outside of this car. She's making out with someone. It's pouring rain. He's Mm -hmm. soaking wet. He's knocking on the window. He's like, please, Denise, how could you? And she's like, I don't know why you're here. This is so weird. And he's like, well, what did I do? Please tell me what I did. And, like... Man number one, the guy who's like making out with this girl is like, dude, you're doing it right now. And then they roll the window of the car back up. And like, here's the thing. They were not wrong for that. Um, <laughs> they weren't wrong. And oh. they would continue to make out. After yeah. And they also would not be wrong for that. That's weird as fuck behavior. And I love that Will Smith built like a complex and subsequently an industry around like one time I was super creepy to a lady when I was 19 <laughs> and she didn't like it. Therefore... I have a complex, uh-huh. and it's everybody's problem. Uh, and we will get there, but I'm assuming we'll forget. That scene gets compared with a near-death experience. Oh, yeah, God. Even Mendez's sister, yeah. who almost drowned in the ice, and Will Smith is like, funny, we have something in common. Yeah, we have trauma. <laughs> One time, we have it was trauma. raining outside, and <laughs> Which... I got wet. And even <laughs> Mendez is like, wow. I guess he is the one. Yeah. He too has suffered and lost. That's like... completely true. He does. Uh, in this oh In this God. scene later in the movie, like, she's talking about this very traumatic thing that for some reason, like, I... Informs her dating life? Don't know how it They're connects. both wrong. They're like... both wrong. I need to put a cap in this. <laughs> we have to keep going with the plot. Yeah, the plot. All right. Wow. Also, I will say, I will say... This plot is the most vague it could be. It just is maybe halfway through the movie after this first well, paragraph. Well, right. And I mean, I think Have before, we talked about Kevin James I was just going to say, before we go along with the plot, we should really quick say that, like, Kevin James's character exists to be, like, fat guy who could never get Cameron Diaz. Yes. Because it's this Justin, this woman <laughs> plays, like, this universe's version of Cameron Diaz, Allegra Cole, and this actress is, like, dollar store generic ass Kirkland oh ass brand oh my God. Cameron on, on the casting list they were like we want Cameron we have one eighteenth of the budget <laughs> <laughs> who can we get and instead like, of Cameroon Cameroon and I guarantee like, you 2005 maybe IMDB existed I think at least 45% of people went home and they were like Cameron Diaz <laughs> really phoned it in this time like, holy shit but here's she the thing she was much better Cameron and there's Diaz, something about Mary as we've discussed can't act her way out of what a paper bag <laughs> a paper fucking Olivia, bag Olivia when we get famous Cameron will be so mad <laughs> She's got a lot of strength. She's managed to, like, (laughs) handle being so famous for so long. She's so beautiful. Good for her. Um, She can't... She can't act. Holy goddamn shit. And so this woman, who is not Cameron Diaz, who also can't act, pushes the same buttons as Cameron Diaz. And maybe that's inordinately fucking mean. But maybe I'm right. And so that's okay. (laughs) But maybe... 
maybe everybody else is afraid of the truth right now. Yeah, you can't handle it. Holy shit. So basically the thing is, like, Kevin James hires Will Smith so that, because he, Kevin James's character, is an accountant overseeing generic brand Cameron Diaz's finances. Yes. And accountant to, to just run through it real quick. Meets Will Smith, just squirts like eight pounds of mustard on his suit. <laughs> fucking trips over his own ass. Uh, has, has an ass. <laughs> has, a, <laughs> has a badonkadonk. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, and then Will Smith is like, okay, perfect. We're gonna set you up with Cameron Diaz at the boardroom meeting. Cameron Diaz is like, I want to invest in my friend's bedazzling firm. And everybody is like, that's a stupid idea. Don't waste half a million dollars and on your friend's bedazzling Kevin firm. And then Kevin James, in this movie, because uh, Will Smith has coached him, uh, they meet. Kevin James is, like, falling all over himself and, like, trying to eat a hot dog and squirt the mustard on himself. And then, like, his pants rip and then, like, the museum behind him explodes. <laughs> so horrible and like will smith is like here's what you're gonna do you're gonna be yourself and kevin james is like cool 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 Uh-oh. so what i understand that to mean is that in this meeting at my job with fucking all my 50 cent cameron diaz yeah. is that she's gonna be like <laughs> bargain bin cameron diaz. you is stick your arm items bin in goodwill cameron diaz you stick your arm in one of those huge vats <laughs> Just you pull out you pull a wife beater that is the elastic has been pulled so much that it's wavy. The wife beater is Cameron Diaz. Yeah, Let's yeah, yeah. And a pair of shorts that say "too sassy," but some of the letters have fallen off. Anyways, anyways, so they're in this fucking meeting room, and Allegra Cole, Cameron Diaz, <laughs> whatever Valletta, fucking actual woman's name is, yeah. is like, hey, I'm an A-list celebrity in this universe, I would like to invest my money in my friend's design shit. And the main accountant guy is like, oh, that seems inadvisable. Maybe I get you some wiser investments. And then Kevin James is like, the only course of action for me at this moment (laughs) is to to, not only lose my job, but yes, ruin my professional life. Blacklist myself single-handedly. He stands up and he's like, Wow, I think it's super rude that you didn't let that you Cameron did your Diaz. job. Yes, I think it's rude that you did your job. I also am gonna like call Cameron Diaz out for like Are you a baby? Yeah. Can well, you not invest like, your own half a million yeah, dollars? Yeah, like why are you like, asking us? Why do you have to run to daddy every time there's a problem with your finances? Just do what you want to do, stupid. And, like, it's not exactly that, but it's not so far from that that you're not like, why are you being so rude to this woman? But he, like, yells and he's like, ah, you know what? I quit. Fuck this place. And he, like, runs out. He runs into his office. Will Smith is in his office. And Kevin James is like, damn, I quit my job. Fuck you. And then they, like, physically fight each other because... Kevin James is trying to go back and undo that, and Will Smith is like, you gotta let it rest. Cameron Diaz rolls up to his office and is like, ding dong, no one's ever talked to me like that, and for some reason that makes me want to hang out with you more. Yeah. And like, thanks for believing in me. Thanks for believing in me, and it's like, is that what you got from that? Because yeah. I don't really know if, okay. And then there's um, like a great visual gag yes, yes. of Will Smith behind the door. Cameron Diaz is like, do you have a pen? I need to write down when you can meet with me. To discuss, and, like, like my Cameron Diaz, who apparently is, like, looking at her own fucking nipples, <laughs> is, like, not noticing this prominent black hand reaching a pen into Kevin 
James yeah, is this putting it into in his yeah. Reaching into Kevin James' coat, yeah. Or maybe that's why she's so into him. She's like, I have to figure out what that third hand is. <laughs> what that do? deal was. But like, the visual gag is so funny. It's really good. It's really nice. <laughs> it's just Will Smith, like, propping Kevin James up yeah. so Whispering hard. Whispering super loud. Yeah, Cameron yeah, yeah. Diaz went to too many right this is such a, like a moliere play ass movie mm. in terms of yes mm, i'm swirling my wine i understand yes well, just, even like shakespeare romance i know like, that one yes ding <laughs> mm, ding just like here's the thing there is a couple you should care about there's gonna be obstacles if ever someone is whispering to someone else in a room Nobody full of people, else can no hear one it. can hear them. Yeah. If ever someone has to be sneaky, no one can see them. It's three-year-old playing hide-and-seek yeah. rules. If I can't see you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't see me. But in a surprise to maybe no one, if you've listened to other episodes, the Wikipedia summary is not super thorough. And so the way that it's like, man, Will Smith meets Eva Mendez, and it's crazy. Anyway... Here's the end of the movie already. Like, we need to fill in a lot of the gaps ourselves. Not poorly written, though. Not, no, not poorly written. I can't remember. I think it was How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days where there was, like, like a warning. Warning. This may be confusing. Warning. You may not be able to read this summary. (laughs) You maybe will have a bad time. Anyway. So in the plot summary, it's like, they meet. It's hard. But we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Will Smith is at this club that he has been at previously with his brother-in-law, who is white, who Michael we Rappaport. only understand as his brother-in-law halfway through the movie, but, like, right now they're just, like, buddies who are college roommates who are, like, hanging out, and Michael Rappaport exists to be, like, being in love is great and you should try it and, like, you're missing the fuck out, not experiencing emotional intimacy, damn ho, it's crazy, and then Will Smith is, like... Why would I experience emotional intimacy when I could fuck a different lady every night? Pew, 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 pew. Um, however, I'm gonna be an asshole to another guy in this movie who has an identical philosophy on dating. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Anyway. Uh, so, he's back at this club. Eva Mendez is also at the club in fucking Which, readers. Yeah. Like, she's getting ready for bedtime. Yeah. But she's, she's got, got her hair up. Club. She's like, bedtime from the waist up, but then has like a bloody time. skirt but on. She's drinking a martini drinking instead a of a beer, which is her usual order, and Will somehow Smith? it's like CSI hours where the bartender the knows rem- everybody's it, yeah. fucking drink order. Right. Will Smith goes up to the bartender and he's like, who's that lady? The bartender is like that from that John Mulaney bit. He's like, well, you see, man. <laughs> that's Miss So and So. She usually drinks this at this time every single night. Just like this is a bartender at this super like club Trendy in New York club. City with a dress code. Yeah. Like he is one of he nineteen is bartenders on four any given steps moment. away from stabbing someone, <laughs> and that's not a joke. <laughs> like he is. So close to the edge. And he's like, she usually has a beer, but tonight she's, she's regularly wearing a Beatles t shirts. Oh, yeah. oh my god. Because when we saw her in this club the first night, she was like talking to her best friend who keeps getting scooted over by guys because she has like no survival instincts and she's southern. <laughs> and Eva Mendez is like, damn, I'm at this club with a dress code. Everybody is dressed like JLo. Yeah. Everybody is dressed like they are straight on up, the red carpet. I'm up, wearing a Beatles t shirt. Straight up, somebody is walking by with a copy of J-Lo's iconic green dress from, like, 2005 Versace. Like, 
they have a copy of that on, and she's like, I'm just such a down-to-earth lady. Drinking beer out of a bottle in, like, a baseball tee with yeah. the Beatles on yeah, it. Yeah, it's just, It's oh. such a, like, not like other, other girls, girls, cool lady, no time for love, gotta be at the club, but dress like I'm about to do a crossword in my own <laughs> goddamn apartment. Anyway, yeah. Will Smith, with armed with this information, by this fucking fortune teller ass bartender. Yeah. Um, <laughs> holy, shit. holy shit, he like has this great goose martini, he's like walking up to her to give her a refreshed drink, and then he gets cut off in a like yeah, just like by the skin of his teeth, this other dude oh gets my God, there this first. This white dude who's like, Hello governor, you wanna have sex with me? <laughs> <laughs> like, he's not British, but that was an excellent illustration of how unequipped to hit on Eva Mendez this man <laughs> Also, like, not, like, the peak of the prettiest girl never gets asked to dance. I feel like Eva Mendez probably has been hit on four times in her life. She is so hot that, like, I feel like being in her vicinity, I'd be like... I'm sorry. I That's my bad. I didn't mean to. (laughs) She's too hot to talk to. too hot to talk to, which is kind of the point that gets made. Like, this guy's name is Chip, and he's just, like, badly trying to fuck Eva Mendez. And Will Smith basically, like, listens to this to to a point, and then walks in and interrupts them, and is like, Oh, man, thanks for keeping my wife company. Hey, honey, how was the meeting? Parking was crazy. And Chip is like, Ho-hum, no fuck tonight. (laughs) And, like, walks away. And... Will Smith delivers a line that, like, here's the thing about this movie. It wraps up like a motherfucker. It's not good at the end. But there are a couple standout lines that surpass most films in the genre and stand the test of time. And one of them is, like, Will Smith's, one of the first things, if not the first thing he says to Eva Mendez is, like, it is very difficult to speak to someone who looks like you. On the other hand, should that be your problem? (laughs) <laughs> and just to give you some insight into what watching a movie with Olivia is like, she played that fucking scene four times. <laughs> I think I played it twice, but... Maybe thrice. <laughs> we'll meet in the middle. I'll settle on three. I loved it so much, because that is really, like, the thesis for how I feel about being in bars. Like, I'm not mad at you for trying to shoot your shot, but I am a little mad that you interrupted me, because I'm also a person, I'm not the idea oh. of a person. Oh my god. It's been seven hours, but Olivia and I, at the beginning of this podcast, talked about how we were in a thrift store trying to find stuff. Olivia Love is the most catcalled person I have ever been around. It is straight up insane, because the thing is, like, Olivia is so beautiful. I am also so beautiful. Olivia is nine feet tall and so hot, and everybody's like, whoa, that's the tallest, hottest lady life and i'm a lady i've been experiencing this the a whole lady. time she's very very but i'm I, I can sneak under the wire in a way that olivia's like i have 14 inch platforms on <laughs> fucking it's insane so the way that you identify with that line is not surprising yeah. wow i appreciate that a lot thank you I mean, um, it's really lucky for you that you're dating a a muscle builder. <laughs> yeah, a guy can really bumble, bumble the rest of the guys. It is really sweet because Nick is ready to square up with anybody who hurts my feelings in a very real way. Mm. But I also like, like, Nick is beanpole boy. So, like, the energy is all there for, mm. like, fuck people who are mean to you. And Nick will hurt your feelings on the internet for sure. <laughs> He'll do it. He's he won't ready. hesitate. He's ready. 
But in terms of, like, responding to somebody being like, hey, sweet cheeks, here's an antique fucking call out from a passing car. Oh my god. Right? I mean, wolf. even if you're fucking John Cena, when a car drives by, all and you can do whistles. is, like, look at your feet and be like, well, be like, wow, that's very sucked. best, Mr. Car. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're a little point? bitch. Yeah, when we came Actually. to look at this apartment when we were moving, oh this God. dude, like, we were walking across the street, and out of a moving car, we were crossing the street holding hands, this guy leans his whole ass head out and goes, yeah, tap that ass, and then drives away. <laughs> what was the objective, sir? <laughs> what was the plan? I love that the thesis of that interaction was like, you should fuck that lady whose hand and you're holding, holding in public. <laughs> yeah. Duh. He's sex positive. Yeah, he's just being like, good for you guys. What in the fuck? Anyway, this movie we watched, cat calling's crazy. We could talk more about that later. So basically, like, they have clever rapport, the two of them, like I already said. And then, like, he gets her work address. Oh anyway, before God. that, which, like, is one of the creepiest <laughs> things in this movie, he does meet up with this guy, Vance. Yes. Um, who is just a fuckface trying to make use of his services as the date doctor. Right, it's um, like, is your name as creepy as it sounds? You seem like a pimp or a man who sells roofies. I'd yeah. like to have sex with a lady. Yeah, Will this Smith dude is like, was, how dare you? Yeah, Will Smith is like, I'm a man of honor. And it's like, based on what, <laughs> what? though? Um, yeah. yeah, this dude like hires Will Smith, takes him out to a restaurant. And is like, I'm trying to fuck this lady. Um, I met her. While I was buying lingerie for my mom. And Will Smith is like, are you sure that's the cover story? But the reason this is important is because in the first scene where we see Eva Mendez in her pajamas at the club, she's talking to her <laughs> southern best friend who's like, I met this really cute guy who was buying lingerie for his mom when he hit on me. Nope. Pajamas for his <laughs> mom. <laughs> he was buying a bustier for his mom. He bought crotchless patties for his <laughs> mama. <laughs> Edible pantaloons. All right, so <laughs> they're fur-lined. Anyways, fur-lined and edible. Holy shit! All right, so basically, based on like that, like throwaway scene at the beginning with Eva Mendez and her best friend. And this scene with this new guy who's like, oh, I gotta fuck this lady who I met when I was trying to buy pajamas for my mom, which is code for buying lingerie for another woman. Um, Will Smith is like, damn, you seem sleazy, because this guy is like, I would like to fuck this woman. I'm openly seems like, sleazy. Seems like you do that. Seems like I you arrange that. I'd like to get this woman out of my system and fuck her, and then I will stop thinking about her. And Will Smith is like, how dare you think that that is what I do when I am called the date doctor and I am super secretive about my job and no one knows who I am. <laughs> Which also, as a thing in this movie, we don't really know until the middle of the movie that his job is a secret. Yep. Right? No. The idea that matchmaking is a secret and a secret in New York. Ding, ding, ding. It's fucking New York. Yeah. But everything in the world is, is New, New York. York. Wow, um, sorry. I just thought about 2005. Tinder wasn't a thing yet. But he's about to get fucking broke as fuck. Like, that's true. He does have a $6 billion apartment, as we'll see. And he really like, does. You're right. He's got a monopoly on this market that is soon to be um, usurped. Except that Tinder is just like, please, please touch me. And everybody's like, ew. 
I don't really yeah. need that. I don't use this app for meeting people. Ew. It's judgment only. Baby. Yeah, it's that really- is exclusively how I've ever used Tinder. Which, like, I know that's such a like hot girl stereotype. Just oh like I don't use Tinder to fuck. I just use it. To I'm like- a hot girl. I use Tinder to fuck. Which and is guess what? So the fair. fuck has always been bad. <laughs> The and that's the thing. Bad. I've never. I will amend by saying that I've never consciously been like. I feel as though I am above this. I'm here to judge you and leave and eat bonbons on a cloud. I just every time I'll like I've matched with someone, I get so sad about it that I can't do anything. I know. The thing is, I match. I'm like, what a cutie, and they're like, hey, and I'm like, disgusting. <laughs> that's gross. So basically, Will Smith meets with. Eva Mendez's best friend's meet-cute pajama store guy. Will Smith is like, you're creepy, fuck you, and Interesting. Asshole. I, a black man, am gonna fucking... Oh my god! Take your arm, do like a judo chop on it in this fucking high-end New York restaurant that's yeah, this surrounded like by elderly white five people. Five-star restaurant with a dress code. They're both in suits. This man is says something vaguely confrontational, and it's like a metaphor about... How powerful he is. He's like, power suit, power tie. You know what I mean? And Will <laughs> I Smith goes like, oh, so that's like a metaphor? And the guy's like, yeah. And Will Smith goes, oh, yeah. See, so I'm more of a literal guy. And he like does this fancy judo move where he like pins the guy to the table. Well, he like, like very, takes his arm and puts it behind like, him so he can't move. Like physical violence. Yeah. And it's like a rendering you unable to use your limbs move, not a hurting you move. But it's still like... Maybe this man will get the cops called on him, and that's yeah. very scary. Yeah, but he the already line... has. Yeah. He walked in here. This True. is a white establishment <laughs> in the Excuse upper east Black man eating clams. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Seems yeah. a little suspicious, but he goes like, I'm more of a literal guy. As in, I will literally break your shit off if you ever touch me again, okay, pumpkin? And that is one of those lines that yeah, is true. burrowed into my brain. I saw that scene and I was like, we're gonna do it again. We're gonna watch it again. And I made us watch it at least four times. Yeah. If anybody wants to get a sneak peek into what I feel like I'm lacking as a boyfriend, <laughs> just watch that scene a bunch of it's times. It's judo. <laughs> it's judo and being Will Smith. Oh, sure, sure, sure. And if I could articulate what I feel you're lacking as a boyfriend... It, I wouldn't be wrong in saying it's being Will Smith because <laughs> that's true. Of all the things that you are, Will Smith is not one. I of mean, them. it's Haven't really... saved the world from aliens once, twice, twice or thrice. Few, yeah, yeah, Boom, or died Nick. by the hands of Nazis uh, for the sake of humankind. Oh, which one is Nazis? That? Is that? <laughs> I meant aliens. <laughs> Did he die? In I was gonna say Men in Black. What alien movie was that? <laughs> Will Smith starring as Anne Frank with a machete, like... <laughs> and a German Shepherd. Blat, blat, baby! <laughs> I've been zombies so many times! It's the same, sort of. Zombies, Nazis, aliens! <laughs> Those are the same, oh my god! Anyway, I'm fuck. gonna read the plot to you guys, <laughs> please! Hitch meets Vance Munson, Jeffrey Donovan, a shallow misogynist. <laughs> misogynist is a hyperlink. <laughs> Attempting to enlist Hitch to help him land a one-night stand with Casey Sedgwick, Julianne Emery, Sarah's co-worker and best friend. Although Hitch refuses to help, Vance misleads Sarah into believing that he has used Hitch's services. After finding out Hitch's true identity, 
Sarah publishes an expose. Bitch, what? Expose is a hyperlink. We didn't even cover the- Causing Allegra and Albert to break up and Hitch's reputation to suffer. (sighs) Okay, okay. So we really gotta speed through this shit because right now it's time for Eva Mendez's and Will Smith's first First date. date. We are at their first date and- Basically, like, the first date, I don't want to steamroll over anybody else, but, like, he takes her to Ellis Island via jet skis, and first of all, the green screen that they implement is a la 2005 and not a day fucking later. It's really bad. They are bone dry in some of these shots where they're supposed to be in the Hudson River. They are fully dry. But he, like, kicks her in the face as a gag yes. on yes. accident, trying to mount her jet ski because his dies, and then they get to Ellis Island. Probably, like, the biggest oh. slap in the movie, right? Right. Yeah, well, the right. most gaggedy gag. Right. And the thing that I forgot is just, like, he, by virtue of having her name from when they met at the club, finds her workplace and then, like, sends a delivery man up with a walkie-talkie and... Then he's being sassy with her on the walkie-talkie, and they're being cute and sexy and, like, talking about it. He's like, I want to see you on Friday. And she's like, no, I have plans. And basically, like, negotiates her down to Sunday, and then the delivery guy is like, you said Sunday, here's a package. Which implies that Will Smith is so smooth that he can, like, predict what she's gonna say, and there's a wetsuit in the package. And so that fits she, her. That fits her perfectly, right. And so she shows up at 5 a.m. or 7 a.m. Those are the same times. Fuck you. Um... <laughs> And they're on this dock at the Hudson River. They get on jet skis. His jet ski dies. He tries to get on hers. He fully kicks her in the face while trying to mount the jet ski. And it's only kind of a plot point. Like, we cut to her being on Ellis Island with a security guard holding an ice pack to her face. And then that's kind of it. And she's mostly fine. But they go into Ellis Island. Nick made a point that was like, why did he choose Ellis Island? Did he look at her and go like, you look like your family are immigrants? What was the fucking <laughs> yeah, vibe? The fuck? But he basically was like, let's go to Ellis Island and I'm gonna have my friend Hank the security guard or whatever the fuck take this book full of signatures of immigrants, pour through it, find the signature of your great-great-great-grandfather, open it to that page, and then like put it on display and then we're gonna look at it and... I'm going to expect that you're going to have, like, some unbelievable emotional reaction. You're going to be so touched. It's going to be so romantic. But instead, Eva Mendez starts, like, horribly sobbing at the sight of this signature, which somehow she knows her great-great-great-grandfather's signature by sight. Like, she's like, that's old Johnny! Holy shit! And she starts, like, violently crying. Also, um, Ellis Island, I am pretty sure, is a huge port for Europe. And, like... Eastern Cuban? Yeah, right, like Eastern European. Uh, it's know, like are it's you right from next to Cuba? Are you from uh, Prussia? It's are you Florida. from it's are you not from New York. France? So <laughs> so strange. Like so strange. Did he bring her there once he established is this like his move? Like does he meet a girl and then like research her like immigrant status and her right. family history, he her is genealogy? Tight with this fucking Yeah, this Ellis security Island. guard is like anything. The security guard is fucking like erasing real people's names <laughs> and being like Brenda James. Oh my fucking god. It's so strange. Like, and you have to ask, is this his move every time? Is this just his move because he was like, that name looks like it's probably at Ellis Island. (laughs) So unclear. But she sees this name and she's like, oh my god. She starts sobbing horribly and then we cut to her on the tail end of describing a horrible serial killer. The Butcher of Cadiz, who was (laughs) her great-grandfather Juan Milas. And so she's like, yeah... My great-great-great-grandfather, we don't talk about him because it's super painful for our family, but 
I guess you can't help where you come from, and Hitch is like, oh my fucking fuck. But, like, this scene is so wild, because I don't fully know how it ends, but it's basically, like... Oh, it's his shirt getting stuck oh, yeah. in a cab. So he, like, puts her in a cab after re-traumatizing her and kicking <laughs> her in the face and waking her up at presumably 4.30 a.m. to get to this date. He puts her in a cab, he gets his shirt stuck in the door of the cab, and then it rips off, and he's just like sweaty and kerfuffled and he's usually on top of his game and smooth and now he's not what's up and so now we're just flashing to the subplot which is kevin james being in love with uh allegra cole allegra Allegra we keep calling her cameron diaz it's just not cameron it's just not cameron diaz and allegra cole is the most is the most kevin james name in the world it sounds like an insurance company (laughs) right Right. or a toothpaste right Basically, um, Will Smith and Kevin James are together in a room, and, um, they're, like, calling Allegra Cole, and she picks up, and Kevin James freaks out, and he's like, ah, tell her I'm at lunch, and Will Smith is like, we call her to tell her you're (laughs) at lunch. And he's just kind of coaching Kevin James through this phone call, where he's basically inviting Allegra Cole to a fashion show, um, on behalf of her friend who is a fashion designer who she wants to invest in, which is like... Man, there's this show. It's tonight. I don't think I'm going to be able to make our meeting that we established for Sunday. But, like, if you're free tonight, I know the show that I can get you into. And, like, your friend Maggie can come. And Allegra Cole, who is an A-list celebrity. She was, she's supposed to be Cameron Diaz. She's free tonight with three hours notice. It's yes. a Friday night. She, an A-list celebrity, has no plans. No plans. Nothing on the schedule. She can go to this random fucking art gallery mm-hmm. opening with this random fucking accountant. Hitch got Kevin James tickets. They roll up. They're at the show. Plot twist. Maggie is a man. Maggie is the male friend of Allegra Cole. And, but the advice that Hitch has given Kevin James is you have to make this night about Maggie. You can't be sleazy, you can't get overzealous, focus on how much you care about Maggie so that Allegra Cole, um, whose best friend Maggie needs to sign off on you, can see how well you get along. And Maggie turns out to be a dude, his name is Magnus, and there's like this brief moment where Kevin is like being so sweet and complimenting his tie, and then he walks away, and Maggie's like, is he gay? And Allegra Cole's like, eh, no. And then there's just a sweet scene where the two of them are dancing together. And that is where Nick interjected to say that this dance that Kevin James does, these cuts are interspersed. So it's like Will Smith coaching Kevin James in his apartment. And then we're seeing these lessons applied at this art show. And so Kevin James is like, oh yeah, I'm a super good dancer. And he's doing like stupid ass, wild ass, middle school ass dances. And Will Smith is like, damn, don't ever fucking do that again. If you want to dance. I mean, I think that scene, I don't know why intercut you but like will smith dancing in that set men's dancing back like a decade because will smith is like you see your hands they don't move three inches from your nipples you're just gonna wanna keep slide to the left snap slide to the right snap elbows at your ribs baby let's do it let's move it if you're will smith you can get away with those dance moves because you're already visually fucking hot as shit you don't have to work on anything but if you're kevin james you have to like Put the pizza in the oven and twirl the fucking mariachi Right, because... Like. 
Kevin James is fucking, yeah, to your point, Will Smith could, like, do his taxes on the dance floor. <laughs> right. Be like, oh my god. Uh, but Kevin James needs fucking imaginary props, so he's yeah. doing, like, improv so games on the dance floor. you Imagine Dragons. <laughs> He needs them. He, it's the only uh, way he can groove. He feels it in his bones. Radio Enough to make his systems go. <laughs> Welcome to the new age. Uh, uh, I am constantly like their drummer. If Kevin James was their drummer, I wouldn't bat an eye. I'd be like that tracks. That's, the that makes keep sense. Keep it going. Well, thing. I love. I start. A fourth of a joke. <laughs> Olivia takes it home. <laughs> I don't have to do any of the legwork. Is it she really makes it go? I have a photographic memory for song lyrics. Every time you reference a song, I'm like, well, I guess the only punchline is me <laughs> singing the, the lyrics. Book. Yeah, certainly not a weird Imagine Dragons obsession <laughs> that we're all dealing with. She's all putting under. <laughs> I'm waking up to ash and dust. Okay, um, <laughs> they're dancing at this party. Will Smith has been like, please don't fucking do your Kevin James bullshit. And Kevin James is like, what if, wait for it, I did that. <laughs> and so they're dancing and there's like a pho- a photographer, a paparazzi that like captures this pseudo Cameron Diaz and Kevin James duo. And the headline the next day is like, who the fuck is this motherfucking guy? What <laughs> the fuck? grinding on and Cameron like, Diaz. There's no, it's really interesting because they obviously cast Kevin James because they were looking for a Kevin James type so they could emphasize like why is a guy like that going out with a girl like her but they never explicitly make fat jokes in this movie in spite of this genre and era being rife with that shit which I just think is interesting like they well given that the screenwriter only wrote one movie maybe that's why maybe Hollywood was like not enough you fat jokes. You didn't make enough fat jokes. Get out of here. You didn't have him shirtless like and crying <laughs> and also eating a pizza by himself. No more movies <sighs> for you. But yeah, I mean, like, the headlines the next day are like, what the fuck is going on with this shit? Whoa! And uh, Eva Mendez gets in trouble at her job because she wasn't there. She, a gossip com- columnist who, like, single-handedly somehow has to follow every celebrity who and lives in New York, York City. <laughs> A small town. Oh my god. Her boss literally confronts her and is like, how dare you not be at this one party? Yeah, I just was like, you need to take a break I told you to go to Hawaii yesterday. Also, you blew past the, like, white dreads gay couple that was like, ah, man, I went to a party and someone had feet. Disgusting! Kevin James just makes the most a man wrote this comeback to this gay couple. They have, like, cutting-edge taste and yes. opinions about everything, and, like, their hot take is usually that it's something horrible. is horrible and disgusting and, like, underdeveloped, and they're just, like, going back and forth, like, critiquing shit. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin James is like, Oh, man, did you see the design for the new Jet Stadium? Oh, wait, don't tell me. I bet you thought it was disgusting. And, like, if and he could have snapped in a Z-formation, yeah, he would have. That's the gotcha moment, and both of us... <laughs> or like, oh my, a straight man is like, yeah, we really told Kevin. them. Mm. Holy fuck. Oh my god, it's a little silly. It's very silly. But like, that night ends, Kevin James victorious, the gossip columns bumping, Eva Mendez in trouble at her job. So now, I mean, give or take, we're at, I think arguably the most iconic scene from this movie, which is Kevin James and Will Smith 
like near miss kissing and you could argue that it's homophobic because the punchline is that Will Smith is so disgusted by the fact that Kevin James would ever try to kiss him and wipes his mouth and is like patooey horrible kiss time yeah, but also but also take your shot it's pretend i'm the so and so and we'll just right. play it pretend out pretend i'm like, the girl you like just it's it's those are always so funny to me because they remind me of acting exercises but unless you're an actor that doesn't make sense and it doesn't translate into your emotional honesty no it doesn't translate like no, i can't like at, i can't look at you, you my and best pretend friend. That you're this person that I'm trying to fall in love with. You can practice a speech on someone. Right. But the whole, like, pretend I'm them. Get real close to me. Do I have hair in my face? Brush it behind my ear. What the fuck? No, that's weird. If you're trying to fuck me, just say that and we'll have a different conversation. Yeah. Do you not do that with the couch pillows when I'm gone? Because... (laughs) After two years. Should we be having a different (laughs) conversation? (laughs) Holy Olivia. shit. <laughs> but they're basically like on this stoop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin James, um, basically like Will Smith's whole formula is like three dates and at the end of the third date you kiss her, but not before then because, because I'm so I don't fucking weird. No. Because did why? you know that nine out of ten women Will. figure out if you're a sociopath oh, based on your yeah, first kiss? Another like... fake statistic Will Smith is like eight out of ten women think that Everything they need to know about a relationship with a man is, like, in the first kiss, which... Cite your fucking sources, William. What the fuck? the thing that I figure out is if I want to kiss you again. Yeah! (laughs) That's kind of the only... I'm not like, oh, he'll probably be bad at talking to my relatives. I'm like, (laughs) he's weird with his teeth. He doesn't (laughs) quite know what to do about his teeth. During kissing? Why does he put them too far forward? The key is to just slush them around. Oh, yeah. Teeth are the the mouth of your words (laughs) during this interaction. First kiss, first bite. (laughs) Does he clomp onto my face? Does he pull them out of his mouth and set them gently in my hand? Does he start singing a Willie Nelson song (laughs) in his dentures? Anyway, <laughs> all right. So they're on this like n- New York stoop apartment front step. <laughs> Noop, um, if you will. <laughs> I will beat your ass, Nicholas. It's New York. <laughs> Noop. Oh my God! Olivia is the least drunk and driving the ship right now. <laughs> okay. She's our only hope. <laughs> Kevin James and Will Smith are together. Will Smith is like, man, 80% chance she's gonna decide whether or not she wants to fuck you based on this kiss, so, like, get it together, Kevin James. And Will Smith is like, cool, so the rule about kissing a lady is that, like, if you're at her front door to kiss her goodnight and she's fiddling with her keys, she wants you to try to kiss her. If she gets her key right away, she just wants to tell you, fuck off, goodbye, goodnight. Um, Which, within reason, is a good way to, like, Start honing in your fucking signals, but, like, sometimes I just have a lot of keys, okay? But Will Smith is like, the rule is that once you've established that, like, the mood is is rife for kissing, you want to come 90% of the way and then let her come the other 10% of the way into the kiss. So you want to move 90% towards her and then hold it. You're not forcing your face onto her face. You're just making it unequivocally clear that you want this. You let her come the other 10%. 
And then he's like, act it out. And there's this lightly homophobic, like, oh, I don't want to touch you. And then Kevin James gets really close to him and then just like goes the whole hundred. And Will goes, what the fuck? No, I, you come 90, I go 10. What the fuck you? What the fuck? Yeah. Are you overzealous, son of a bitch? And then like the scene is over and Kevin James is like a little sad. And so like, as we've established, this plot summary skips over a bunch of stuff. Like their second date because like after this Allegra Cole Kevin James thing Eva Mendez learns through her journalism sources that like Kevin James was at this gallery because he had tickets under the name Alex Hitchens and like now Eva Mendez knows that Will Smith is involved somehow and like at the same time her best friend's feelings are getting hurt because she ended up fucking lingerie guy And then he was just using her for sex. And while he was getting dressed, he muttered, Date doctor my ass. And that's the thread that we're going to use to ham-handedly connect, like, associating this with Will Smith and, like, the date doctor is evil because this guy said date doctor once in passing. Here we go. All right. So basically, Eva Mendez now knows that Will Smith, like, has something to do with it. So in addition to being, like, intrigued by him personally and romantically, she also is, like, he has something to do with the fact that this man, Kevin James, is inexplicably dating Cameron Diaz, and there's vague passing remarks about, like, how is a guy like that with yeah. a girl like mm-hmm. her? It doesn't make any sense. Stupid, weird, crazy. And so, um, Eva Mendez calls Will Smith and is like, I'd love to invite you to hang out with me, um, at this address. And he shows up, and then she's like, surprise, it's actually a cooking class with my boss and his wife who's a psychiatrist my boss friend and then like his wife who's a psychiatrist is like i'm a psychiatrist in a movie which means i'm basically a fortune teller Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna like unsolicitedly tell you stuff about yourself that a if i were not unbelievably bad at my job i would never say out loud to you Mm -hmm. stranger and b that's not how psychiatry works what the fuck and so at this make your own dinner event Will Smith accidentally eats shellfish. He's allergic to shellfish. His face balloons up. Eva Mendes has his shirt from when it got stuck in the cab on their first date. And she's going to give it to him. But then instead, he's having an allergic reaction. His face balloons up. They have to go to a CVS and get him anti-allergy medication, which he takes too much of and gets, like, essentially drunk. And she has to, like, take care of him. Right. And also, if this man's face is blowing up to straight up twice its size, he needs to go to the hospital. Hospital time, baby! In... All three of us got bludgeoned by the police. (laughs) The amount that you need to be fucked up to go to the hospital is so much less than you think it is. It's just... It's his throat. His right, exactly. Like if your face is that big, your throat is closed. His ear is yeah. the size of his fucking. His nuts ear is the size of <laughs> Connecticut, dude. Yeah. Like it's, it's hospital huge. time. It's really time. Holy shit! For an epipen. But Eva Mendez is just like too Benadryl should do the trick. But basically, this is all setting up like they have each made an ass out of themselves on dates with each other and now they are in her apartment which is inexplicably gorgeous like they are both somehow secret billionaires him what it makes fuck? more sense he's a matchmaker she's a gossip column she's a gossip column in the local news like this scene all of this shit gives way to them being in her apartment he's lying on her couch they are swapping tales of woe mm. wherein she she's like it's really sad for me 
how when I was like 10, my little sister and I were ice skating and she fell through the ice and my dad had to pull her out and she almost died and that was really hard for me because my sister almost died. And he's like, man, well, if you think that was hard, <laughs> it was hard for me when one time in college a lady didn't like me as much as I liked her. Okay, also, number one, it's fantastic that her trauma isn't, there's no divorce trauma. No. Right. Thank That's fucking true. God. There's no divorce trauma. Spit out your last shot. No divorce <laughs> trauma. <laughs> you were starting it, but I see you. Um, but her trauma. Who's holding these shots in their mouth? Listen. <laughs> Let it linger. They're just waiting. <laughs> They're waiting for the signal. <laughs> um, her trauma is little women related <laughs> trauma. She's got the same trauma. Joe, <laughs> please. Yeah, as Amy and Joe. I've loved you since the day I met you. Why am I from Brooklyn? <laughs> I don't know why Timothy Timothy Chulamy <laughs> is um, yeah. from Brooklyn. And she's also... got little women trauma, um, and he's got oopsie poopsie. Um, <laughs> I tried to date once and it didn't go. Oopsie so good. poopsie. One time a lady didn't like me as much as I liked yes. her. Also, fairness, just if you're Will Smith, that must be traumatic. That's true. That's true. Everybody likes you except that? this one lady. Yeah, yeah, but like. Moreover, the thing that I get stuck on in rom-coms, and, like, take your shot if you feel like you'd like to, because I think this is a trope. Our bonding experience is reveling over the one One traumatic traumatic thing thing that's ever happened to us, as though existence is not rife with trauma. And, like, obviously, depending on your identity and your circumstances, that varies, and the severity of that, the frequency of that vary, but, like... The odds that you are a grown-ass person in your late 20s, early 30s. Is, you can't. You can't exist at this age without trauma. As opposed to, like, applying the feelings you're having to more recent events, which were also, also traumatic. traumatic. What the fuck is up with that, yeah. dude? Also, like, she Especially can't be not... a lady right. and exist without constant trauma. Yeah, there's trauma. no way, A, that was the worst thing that happened to her. B, that that somehow, like, is her... Because we know that her sister also found love despite almost dying. Yeah. Right. And Will Smith is like, man, you seem protective of people because you didn't let me choke on my own swollen earlobe when I ate a crab. <laughs> like, yeah, you didn't leave me there's... to die of anaphylactic fucking <laughs> That's shot. That's your defining trait. Uh, the best line from this scene is Eva Mendes, who also, <laughs> the majority of our rom-com heroes and heroines are... Above 30. 30 plus. Yeah. Her line is, I guess it's best to just not love at all. Which <laughs> is the most insane thing anybody has ever said. That's not a thing that comes into anybody's brain. No. That also, is can you so imagine crazy. Eva Mendes, a woman destined to marry Ryan Gosling, <laughs> was like, man, ice is crazy. Sorry, Ryan Gosling. My ten-year-old sister almost drowned once, so your Canadian cum gutters don't do it for me. Like, what the fuck? But, like, they have this very intimate evening, and then, like, she wakes up on the couch, and, like, the implication for five seconds is that, like, he left her there. And oh, she's take a sad, shot. And she's, yeah, take a shot. She's like, oh, you're so stupid, Brenda. How could you be so stupid? I don't remember what her actual name is. What is it? It's fucking Sarah. <laughs> yeah, Sarah, which Charlie for some hates. goddamn reason. Charlie it's... was like, oh, <laughs> I don't just think like, so. If you're 
you're naming your characters. I know it doesn't have to be like Tatiana Applebaum, <laughs> but fucking Sarah, <laughs> fucking Sarah. Sweep me off my feet, Sarah. Sarah. My all right, Sarah. my sweet Sarah. Our personal Sarah. handheld apologies to all the Sarahs. <laughs> all out the Sarahs. There. You're probably Damn. very cool and neat. Anyway, she wakes up. He's not there. She's like, I'm so sad and stupid. I'm Sarah. She's like pummeling a pillow, and then he like. Shows up in her apartment, which, like, it's a very nice apartment. How did he get back into that building? Mm-hmm. Thank God he brought four cups of coffee. He brought, like, coffee. a drink tray. He was like, I didn't know what you liked, so I got everything. And he got, like, a chai latte and a tea and a juice and whatever. And See, that's why just stay there and be like, how do you like your coffee? Yeah, straight I'll up. order food. People can, like, ask. Answer a question and go back to bed. If you're like, do you yeah. like lattes? And they're like, no, kill yourself. Like, And then you don't get a latte. Like, They go back to bed, you leave the house for whatever reason. Fuck. I don't think anything happens in that scene other than them being cute and parting ways. Right, right. right? They like, do. they just they have do. a very good morning. Yeah. And then... Oh, wait. Sorry. They go out yeah. onto the street. They smooch goodbye. The street has zero cars. Zero cars. Yeah, every time they're on the street in New York. No cars. Really, they just filmed in Cinema Village in New York, and they didn't make any effort to make it seem like it wasn't a movie set. Like, so they just added more people. They're just in the middle of the street all the time, and there's no cars. Anyway, so they like go their separate ways, and then I think basically... Eva Mendez, his best friend, in this following scene is like, I fucked the guy anyway. Vance. And sucked Vance, and guess I'll die alone, because yeah. that didn't work out. Which, like, the implication is that she's fucking guys all the time, because she has no survival instinct. So right. is she, like, on the verge of suicide all the time? Is that the implication also? Because, like, oh my god. I mean, also, no bad thought. Continue. <laughs> but, like, this best friend is so upset that Eva Mendez is like, I'm going to... Um, ruin the life of this date doctor. I'm going to write an expose about him. I'm going to use my platform to fuck this guy up, smoke him out. She sets up something with her, like, gay best friend from work who, like, poses as a straight guy and sets up a meeting with the date doctor. And then, like, she corners Vance and makes him talk and, like, give up his source. And then, like, using the contact info from Vance, sets up a date with the date doctor and, like, has a photographer photograph him and finds out it's Will Smith. Uh Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. And, like, makes... No effort to challenge that. Like, yeah. she has, like, 30% of the information right. based on circumstantial shit. And she's like, that's that she has 30%. All I need. Also, when she has this confrontation with Vance, obviously this guy is written as, like, a one-dimensional character. He's, He's like, a I'm, a I'm, I'm a dick. I'm a fucking dick. I'm a dick. And so <laughs> she's talking. At the end of this, like, haha, got you, you piece of fucking scum. She knees him in the balls. Yes. Yeah. Fully knees him in the balls. Fully knees him in the balls. Outside is... of, like, the bull statue on Wall Street. Right. Like, it's he's a so good. Head goes up the bull's ass. Yeah, it's really nice. But also just thinking about how, like, when you were little watching rom-coms, you're like, I'm totally gonna knee some dude in the crotch. I had daydreams about kneeing guys in yeah, the balls. Yeah! I thought it was for gonna no be reason. so much more... Of a commonality that it ended up being in yeah, my life. Yeah, but like, I mean, not to like throw shade at Charlie, but the way that you would have to like have the hops. <laughs> I'm sure if you you could crotch levels right only now, vary like, <laughs> by so many degrees, <laughs> and I got I've got mobility. She can do yeah, it. But also, I mean, I think you can do it. But I could get, I could get up yeah. as opposed to down. But yeah. she can do it. But also, just like the way that in rom coms, violence doesn't register as 
violence. So, like, that is assaulting man in broad daylight at an incredibly busy area. Male dominated. Yeah. Like, she, the fact, the idea that she's gonna get away with that in that space. Male dominated fucking stockbroker Stockbroker the most pro-cop yeah 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 yeah, yeah. right rom-coms the thing about this genre is that like most actions don't have consequences until suddenly they do and then that's the lesson of the movie Right. right and so she finds out that like he's the date doctor she thinks that like he set her friend up to get hit and quit and she's mad and he invites her over for dinner that he's making she comes over and she's furious and she like is just, like, unhinged. With no information, she's like, fuck you, I'm yeah. gonna, like, ruin your house and throw your own food at you and yell right. at you, and then... She is absolutely off the walls. You know, like, her behavior is not appropriate for the amount of information she has for the situation at all. But I also liked that they were fighting with food. Like, yeah. they're throwing salad. She threw... Cucumbers? Like, vegetable charcuterie at him, and then, like, as the finality, he, like, dumps an entire bowl of lettuce on her head, and she's like... which, like, as the tone of violence and the tone of how escalated that conversation or confrontation could be... Right. It's so nice that it was lettuce. It was lettuce, and it was impactful because it was lettuce but it wasn't violent and Mm -hmm. it wasn't like like that's one of the things that this movie does so well is that in in the ways that they have the set formula and it's like parental divorce trauma fucking everybody gets one thing to be sad about here is how the female lead is supposed to explode at the male lead this movie does really well in subverting that so The trauma is not divorce, it's my sister had a near-death experience. Our explosive confrontation is with lettuce. Nobody, there's no real violence, there's no real throwing of anything, there's no... Yes, everybody is kind of yelling, but there's no screaming at anybody. There's Nobody's scary. Right. In a way that so easily in other rom-coms, if you think about it, for a second longer than they want you to. You're like, oh! Guys. Oh, this is horrible. And yeah. like, yes, you shouldn't throw food at anybody. <laughs> yeah, please don't dump lettuce on my human face. Yeah, but, but also, vegetables. But also, it's veg Like, it's vegetables. So like, you don't want it. Right. But, <laughs> as a substitute for other things, it works really well. Yeah, and that's, that's a very, very good point. Like, it's still impactful, because, like, please don't do that to yes, me. But yes. it's not violence. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's and a substitute for a lot of other cool. things. Impactful without, like, then you have to watch him knowing that he's the guy who, like, tripped her. Right, like, right, right, right. Did X fucked up thing to her. Fucking in the Philadelphia story, Cary Grant takes Catherine... Hepburn's face and just pushes her by her face, just like takes his hand and pushes her by the face. And it's very funny, right. but then when you think about that for two more seconds, right. you're like, get your fucking hands off me. Yeah, don't put your hands in my mouth, Tom Hanks. Oh my god. And you've got mail. Yes. What yes. the fucking yes. fuck? Like that kind of stuff. It's just like, oh. Yeah. Right. Oh, but right. the lettuce. The lettuce, very does good. It. And so basically. That scene wherein she's like, ah, you're a piece of shit, and I'm not gonna ask you questions 
about like I'm not gonna ask from your point of view at, at all. all. I'm a journalist, but I'm just here to yell at you mm-hmm. and tell you I kind of know what you do for a living. And he's just gonna be like vaguely defensive and unhelpful and not do what clarify. you would do if you were in that position, which is like explicitly clarify your stance. Which if he had explicitly clarified his stance, we wouldn't need the last twenty minutes of this movie. But also before then. Allegra Cole and Kevin James have their third date, correct? Yes! They have their third date, and really the climax of it... The Knicks game? Yes. They go to the Knicks game. They go to a basketball game, and they have a lovely time, and they're photographed there as well. And when they're coming home, she basically plays out the scene that Kevin James had with Will Smith, Smith, where she's fiddling with her keys, and she's really waiting for him to kiss her, and he doesn't do it, and he walks away. And he pulls out his inhaler, and she just stands outside her own door for, like, 20 seconds. Right. Just waiting um, for the rest of the Just re- yeah, yeah. confused by her keys. Yeah, he just really, do? she's never had to do this before. And she waits. Kevin James spins around. He throws his inhaler. You want to vomit as an audience member. <laughs> and he runs back up to her, leans in with the grossest smooch-me face 90%. She leans in 10%. She's like, and that's have... the cutest thing I've ever seen. And then they smooch. Yes. And it's... There's a great, like, five second zoom in on him, like, eyes closed, lips out, and her being like, man, am I gonna... Yeah, it's really do that. so extended. Yeah. And she looks at him so endeared the entire time it's to this really man. Fucking... And you don't quite know why, but, like, we've established they've kissed, they've smooched, it's their third date, they're in love. Wow. And so, it's so funny, this movie is like, you can fall in love by three dates, but only if you're, like, kissing for the first time on the third, the third date, date, which means that, like, know. you're falling in love before you've kissed this person. Which what is, in the which fuck? is, ding, 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 a trope. Yes. You completely fall in love with somebody with no regard to how you fit together physically. With no regard to fundamental fucking information. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Holy shit. But, basically, Eva Mendez, based on the salad incident and we're getting <laughs> no real information out of Will Smith, is like, I am a journalist with this platform. Fuck this guy for hurting my friend and me. I'm going to ruin his life by outing him as the date doctor and claiming in the newspaper that, like, do you want to fuck Allegra Cole? Because Will Smith got Kevin James to fuck Allegra Cole. And this obviously creates problems for Will Smith and his relationship. It's a line in the sand drawn by Eva Mendez. It's also fucking up Kevin James's relationship with Allegra Cole, which we don't see. We don't see a confrontation between them. We just kind of, like, infer that that fucked up their relationship. she saw the tabloids. She saw one gossip column as an A-list celebrity who gets written about all the time. Just, like, those magazines are always like, Allegra Cole has a third arm and her mom's a Nazi. (laughs) Like, every single week, like, there's... No reason she would have been like, this article is 100% true and I'm going to let it dictate the way that I behave in my relationships. What? She's so famous. Well, that and Kevin James, like, take your shot, has a super innocuous encounter with being arrested because he sees the fucking, like, man, Kevin James, the Laker Cole, and then, like, grabs the newspaper and he's like, fuck you, newsstand, I'm gonna light your shit on fire and poop on you. He's tearing a newsstand apart because the guy who sells the newspaper has a photographic memory and, like, remembers the faces of everyone who's ever been on any of his newspapers and is like, you fucked Allegra Cole. She was pretty good, right? And Kevin James is like, not on my watch, Buster, and starts, like, ripping Ripping, her shit apart. So he gets arrested for, like, doing that. And we never see him, like, bail that or whatever. It's just like, they were like, ah, man, you were in that shitty movie with the pixels, right? And he's like, yeah, let me get out of here. 
15 years from now. Have some access to Hollywood info. But also, like, that morning, um, the only reason I mention this is just because it's so weird, and maybe I'll do research and have to do a corrections corner later, but the, like, morning after, when this thing has been published, Will Smith walks into his lobby, and his, like, doorman, who calls him Poppy one time over... Like, the intercom is at the front desk, and Will Smith is like, what's up? Doorman is like, hey, Poppy, I have this question for you about this guy that I'm seeing, because the implication is that I'm Latino and gay, and, like, maybe it's not your thing, but maybe it is, huh? Oogly boogly. And it's kind of an innocuous scene, except for the fact that the actor is fucking Indian. He is an Indian man. And his name, who that Will Smith says, is Raul. They yeah. named this character Raul. This actor is Indian! His Why brother's name they... is like Juan. They were also going to cast a Bollywood actress instead of Eva Mendes, but she was busy. Oh my god. I don't god. know who the lady was, but that they is... were like, Cuban, Indian, as long as it's not a black lady, get or her in there. Or a white woman. Or yeah. a white woman. Wow, we huh. made it Will Smith, and so we gotta do weird landmine shit with yeah. the... Wow, that's wild. That is right. Yeah. Oh, also the like female lead being dictated by the male lead as opposed to the other way around. Also probably super, super rare for this genre. But just, like, it's not anything to do with the plot. It's just so weird that they, like, this rom-com with both protagonists being non-white, being so out-of-pocket weird for, like, no reason with this character who didn't need to be any fucking race. Right. Let alone Indian or Latino, but certainly not... I think... Both and neither. Yeah. What? I think it's... Subtle homophobia. Yeah. You know, they needed the subtle homophobia in the poppy. Poppy, yeah. Yeah, they needed that. Please don't call me poppy. What? Okay. Yeah. And... Because I'm Indian. You don't like when your doorman calls you daddy? Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's wild. It's just, like, so weird and kind of hard to critique just because I have no idea where they were coming from. I don't know. It's it's still 2005. 2005, what was the point? Like, it's not like, in, in the specific case of the doorman, it's not like there's a shortage of Latino actors in Hollywood. Like, if you needed the doorman to say poppy for the two lines, are you going to have him say that word? Like, If only New York had a lot of Puerto Rican men. Like, right. what the, fuck? What the <laughs> fuck is that choice? And, like, yeah. And, like, I don't know how coherent I'm being when I say that it's so fucking weird that they cast a brown man to play this, like, totally lift-outable, secondary or, like, tertiary character in this rom-com. To play a brown man, he is not. Like, to play a Latino. Yeah. To have this, like, generic Latin American accent and to say papi and to be gay and, like, fucking why? Fucking why? It was such a weird choice that, like, doesn't get addressed again because it has nothing to do with the plot, but Mm -hmm. it was so distracting because, like, that's the actor who plays Sanjay in Weeds. And also, like, he's not ethnically ambiguous. He fucking doesn't look Latino. Yeah. Guys. What? And so, like, for some reason, Will Smith is packing up his office after he's been outed in a gossip column. Right. He's like, because my business is public yeah, now, it doesn't yeah. work. Right. Which makes no sense because there's no logical reason that he has to be a secret. Yeah, he's not, like, setting... I didn't have a good point. It doesn't fucking make any sense. <laughs> You're so good. But I'm actually going to read the plot okay. because we're almost there and I'm just going to make it happen. We're going to fill in the blanks. It's going to be great. At a speed dating cafe that Hitch sneaks into, Sarah and Casey confront Hitch and cite Vance as their source. Hitch explains that not only did he refuse to work with him, 
men like Vance are the reason why women heavily protect themselves, but that same protection also unintentionally makes establishing genuine relationships with good men difficult enough to create a demand for Hitch's services. What? Yeah, Hitch what? <laughs> then tries to salvage Albert and Allegra's relationship and decides to confront Allegra. When she mentions how Albert's quirks won her over, Hitch realizes that he does not really do anything significant besides giving his clients <laughs> confidence and allowing them to get the attention of the women they love. And that most of his customers, particularly Albert, really were successful by just being themselves. Allegra reconciles with Albert and Hitch and Sarah repair their relationship. The film ends with Albert and Allegra getting married and Hitch helping Casey find a good man. Damn! Okay. Okay, that was not all the way true. Yeah, it and did not stick to the... the rest of the plot summary. Like, yeah. previously very okay. Yeah, it just was super vague and now it's... Super following vague. a plot line it didn't designate no. at the beginning. Right. And also, like, I don't think the moral was that, like, because some men are scary, Hitch's job is necessary because you ladies are too closed off to ever finding love because some men are scared. Anyway, right. the point is that weird poppy racism, Latino actors exist, speed dating. Um, speed dating, also speed stalking because speed, there's Wilson no reason he knows she's here. Finds Eva yeah. Mendez at she, the speed dating I think, event. Yeah, I think it's take a shot time magic rom com. I have spidey senses about Insight where you're going to your be. schedule like you are an A-list celebrity right. or a politician with a public schedule. it's the scariest thing in the world. But he just shows up and like she's speed dating um, to support her southern friend who got duped into fucking this random it's guy. 2005. There's no Instagram stories. No, there's yeah. nothing. Like she would have had to like call mystery. her mom as under a pseudonym was the word I was trying to say and it just didn't happen. Alright! So he like shows up and he gives this impassioned monologue about how, like, she can't trust me and that's fucked up because I loved you and, like, I don't have a job anymore and you did that to me. Why did you do that to me? And then fucking her friend gets wind of the fact that he's a date doctor and she's like, why, how dare you be the date doctor? She's southern, but I hadn't gotten to do that accent until now. <laughs> um, and she's like, fuck you. Bangity, for- bangity, bang, bang, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie also does a southern accent. You could direct your attention yeah, over. Love pots over and pans. Oh, and oh no! Them. Oh no! I also really want to point out it was at this point in the film where I completely stopped paying attention. I have and maybe a few notes, and it just it goes so yeah. far off the rails. Jeez. It does not know the point that it's trying to no, make. It changes it, the point it's trying to make a couple times. Yeah, it just. It's so unbelievably inconsistent that I could not keep my focus on the fucking movie. Yeah, and she's not wrong for that, guys. This speed dating scene exists to prove that Will Smith is actually a good guy, and he stalked her here to tell her that he's a good guy. I mean, he's making, like, three points, Mm -hmm. one of which is, man, it sucks how hot ladies... Don't want to fuck not hot men. Also, right. You fuck this up for Kevin James, who's a really good guy, and you put his face in a newspaper, and he really just likes Cameron Diaz, and, like, you ruined this for him, and he tried so hard, and then also, like, 
you ruined my job and I'm a good guy and I like wouldn't work with creepy lingerie pajama man. Right. And thanks for all the free publicity. I can never be in New York again. This yeah. city so of for 80 public- billion people. Like there's God no forbid. reason his business needs to be secret other than that he's like my business is a secret. Like <laughs> why? And so right. basically I, my next note is confront your problems speech. And what's true is that could be true of the next five scenes. And so I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I think that uh, Will Smith has stalked Cameron Diaz, bargain bin Cameron Diaz, to her yacht where she has taken refuge from her heartbreak. Absolutely. Over Kevin James. So sorry. (laughs) But also, um, take a shot. He ruined an event. He told you what he learned. So sad. Yes, so take your shot, everybody. But also, Will Smith, Allegra Cole, on a yacht. Follows her to the yacht, right. right. Allegra Cole, this actress, this poor woman. <laughs> um, actress in quotes, baby. Yeah, absolutely. And, this woman uh, is like, you didn't set him up to spill mustard on his shirt? Even. Wow! Well, it's just this woman being like, how dare you make Kevin James... Fake so falling in so love with adorbs. me. Um, so hurtful how you made him pretend to be vulnerable and unique in all these ways. But the things she listed were just like, he made him teach me to whistle because you knew I couldn't whistle and you made him spill mustard on his shirt. At this point, they're just criminalizing advice. Right. Right. Like, they're just like, you're wrong for telling him not to spill mustard yeah, or yeah. to spill mustard. Like, at what point it, do we step back and just realize that sometimes... People give other people advice. It is so confusing. This this movie doesn't know what it's doing. So, like, to the extent where the last 20 minutes I was on myself. Last 20 minutes, you're like, guys, what, could we have a quick meeting? Yeah. A little huddle where we parse out what the fucking point is. Because, like, Will Smith is like, no, I didn't tell him to spill mustard. He loves you. And then... It's just, like, the, the... There was a lot of rising action. Right. There was a climax. Right. And then... The denouement is just like... It's too long! It's It's like 15 to 20 minutes where it it should be like seven minutes. Yeah. That's completely true. Which is so many fucking movies. Yes. I can name like three movies that don't over-fucking-stay-there-welcome. Yeah. Yeah, but this one was... It was heinous. It was heinous. Oh my god. Because it's just every scene lasts... In the latter... 30% 30% of this movie, every scene is twice as long as it needs oh to be. Oh my god. At, at least. And this movie is around two hours. Yeah. It's like yeah. 150, 155. This could be a crisp hour and a half. Three hours to spend watching or listening to. Uh... Okay, hater. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I swear to God. But like, basically, fucking Cameron Diaz is like, you mean you didn't tell him? to be dorky and weird and Will Smith is like no I guess that, that I'm not God wow. right and fucking Cameron Diaz is like wow you mean that I really love this guy I fell in love with that's crazy and they hug and then Kevin James shows up and starts to beat the shit out of Will Smith because he thinks that Will Smith is coming on to Allegra Cole and then Allegra Cole is like wait no I love you Kevin James is like I love you I love you so much and then they smooch and then Will Smith is like changed by that changed by and then i he like runs to her apartment he runs to eva mendez's apartment and she also like the gag is she keeps like opening her apartment door and he's like 
here's why I love you and here's why I was wrong. And she's like, no. Or he closes the door because he's embarrassed. The door keeps getting open and closes the point. <laughs> and, and this we're seeing door. This door is locked with an Allen wrench by a middle school janitor. It has that like horizontal push to unlock ass and lock mechanism. There is no There's no handle, handle on the outside. There is she no handle on the outside. Nice ass apartment. She How? doesn't live in like a studio made out of rats. It's like <laughs> a good situation, but she can't lock it. And she, she can't, can't lock it or open it from the outside. The the front door from the outside. It's so confusing, but Hitch is like, here's what I learned in the movie, here's what I learned in the movie. And here's the thing, I don't fully know. Like, lay our shit out, bear time. He says emotional things. You make me feel like I can fly oh. is something that gets bandied oh, yeah. about in the 11th hour of this it's film. It's just like he had his bear his soul moment at speed dating, but then has to go to her house to win her over. And she opens the door and there's this man and he's like, oh, I understand that you have another person here. And they have to go to the car and then he's chasing the car and then and then they have like a confrontation in the, this cobblestone street that there are no other cars it's on. It's New movie York. Set, movie set New York, New York. And then they start yelling at each other and the guy gets out and he like goes over to walk over to this lady and somehow that lady on the side of the street is Eva Mendez's sister Maria who we heard about that she almost died when Eva Mendez was 10 and that guy is Maria's husband not with Eva Mendez. And those no. actors are both extras who got their teeth, teeth whitened, whitened for this one scene because every time they open their mouths it is radioactive in there so we're at this point where eva mendez and will smith exchange unbelievable like ghastly otherworldly monologues the kind of monologues you hear in rom-coms within rom-coms where you're watching a movie that has a fake movie in the movie and you have to watch that movie yeah and that movie is cartoonishly bad and they're having speeches where they're like i never knew milk could taste so sweet until i (laughs) met you i didn't know the sun could be so bright yeah fucking it's garbage so bad it's like just it's just so horrendous and we know that everybody is trying to get to the Notting Hill, I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy. We right. know that that is the goal. But you it, can't you... do it every time. Oh my so stop, god. stop digging yourself into the hole of making the end of the movie pivot on an emotional exchange that you can't deliver on. Because at the end of the movie, we cut to like, it's Cameron Diaz and James Corden's wedding. What the fuck is his name? <laughs> Corbin... Oh, wait. What's Kevin his James. name? Kevin James. <laughs> Hello, I'm British. Well, I, I thought you mixed up the... Will Smith. <laughs> and James Corbin. And James Corbin. <laughs> Man, was I in kids? Who can say? <laughs> Holy shit. But fucking, it's Cameron Diaz and that motherfucking guy's wedding. And then there's like a voiceover where he's like, you can try your best with love, but at the end of the day, there are no rules. The end of the it's movie. Bad. There are no rules. Good luck out there. Like yeah. at, when he started the movie with like you should listen to ladies and focus on the rule. best parts Ooh. of yourself Sorry, and hold that, back lady? on the worst you. aspects of yourself because don't do that. The end of the movie. He's like, well, I guess that's deception. So uh-huh. <laughs> there are no rules. Best of luck. I'm dating Eva Mendez. Blackout. Do but, they kiss? Uh, Wait, even they they kiss in even Cinema Will. Village when they're yes. doing oh, the yes. speech. 
they kiss, and then there's the pan away from them up. Right, like and then the they go down. Camera. Do we know if they fucked or not? No, there's no, no fucking. There's, there's no, no fucking. fucking this is a PG-13. But we cut, and then there's the classic mid-aughts dancing yeah, during the credits yeah, where all the cast are out on the floor of this studio. We're all dancing. There's maybe a green screen. Maybe it's a real yard, but all that matters is that it's a wedding. Everybody's in their final costumes, and it's really just... Cameron Diaz and James Carmen. What's his name? Corbin. Kevin Jorms. Kevin James. <laughs> Kevin Jorms. Gorn Jorms. Gorn Jorms. Holy fucking shit. Alright. Kevin James and Cameron Diaz dancing and then um, Eva Mendez and Will Smith dancing and it just keeps cutting back between the two of them which like you need at least three couples to cut yeah. to for that to not be right. weird and too long. But that's the movie. Holy yeah. shit. How are you Olivia, what would you rate this movie? I... It's really frustrating because, like, I think that Eva Mendez and Will Smith gave, like, high B performances. Like, I think they did a great job with their characters. I think that they brought an amount of chemistry and entertainment that we kind of rarely see with two leads, and I want to, like, give them their due. Especially, like, truly being... Two actors of color in a large, like, predominantly white-as-fuck genre. Mm -hmm. um, the end of this movie is so bad that I can't get away from it. Um, it's a C movie, but I really think it has, like, excellent performances mm. and a script that had so much potential and fell apart. Um, I think in the rom-com universe, I would give it, like, a solid B... I think the ending is definitely rough, but like there's memorable scenes. Yeah, I mean, I think it's rewatchable. Um, as long as you don't think about like what points they're trying to make, and you look at it like scene by scene. No wonder you didn't write another movie, Mister Man, who wrote this movie, because holy shit. But like, yeah, I mean, B minus or B. Is that fair? Maybe that's fair. Like, I think I've gotten more discerning as we've gone along with the podcast. Which, yeah. I've gotten more critical and like my ratings have become more, I've become stingier with the Bs. But yeah, I think that's good. really fair though, because based on the way that we've graded other things, I do want to give this a B because I think that it checks the boxes that it needs to in a lot of ways and the critiques right. that I have for it. I've judged less harshly previously when my right. taste was less discerning and so like that's really fair what's up what's up charlie what do you want to charlie give raised her hand a d it's charlie a d. hated I'm it i'm so sorry well charlie like, also because you hadn't seen it before, i hadn't seen right? it charlie has no nostalgia i have aspect. no nostalgia right. and like really there fair. are satisfying parts and there right. are eva mendes does an okay job will yeah. smith does a good job right rom-coms are designed to be unbelievably simplistic Right, they are they are a completely distilled down version of a fantasy world. Right, they couldn't get a through line from the beginning to the end of the movie. He doesn't quite learn anything. Nobody really grows. Um, and there are charming aspects of it, mm. but if this movie was supposed to be a garment, it wouldn't stay on your body. <sighs> Right? <laughs> I mean, that's true, but, like... It's a pretty color, I guess. And it's a good idea. It's okay. a good idea. Right. You're like, oh, I would love a ball gown. And it's very like... nice fabric. Yes! Yeah. But you are trying to make a ball gown 
as the first thing you've ever made, and that doesn't work out so great. Like, straight up, I love rom-coms. I could not pay attention to the end of this movie because it made so little sense. It's, it just does, like, I think the thing is, if it wrapped itself up, this was being carried on the back of Will Smith. Oh my god. Like, to such a degree that he's the reason it's so good. Right. He's not the only reason, but he's such a great percentage, There are some beautiful moments, but the thing is, those few sparks of, like, it doesn't have a, you've got mail, just that. Some great lines that were obviously lifted out of the play the movie was based on. Yes. Right. Yes. Like, it doesn't have, it has like, oh, you know, right. and I just, I want to give it more. I can't. <laughs> and I also, can't. I think that's fair because you don't have the like. There's no middle pull to school. It. Yeah. This was so cool when I was twelve. Right. right. This was the right, funniest right. thing in the world when I was twelve. For sure. Go ahead. Just based on, you know, obviously, like the weird stuff as far as like casting. Right. Right. Which just is important. relative to like the other rom coms you've made, like you being like crazy in love, pretty good, but not enough like people of color. Like, this movie, relative to 2005 rom-coms, mm-hmm. much more diverse, doesn't, like, make any huge missteps as far as, I mean, I know we, like, talked about so much fucking stuff, but it's not, like, saying anything racist. There's the weird Ellis Island stuff, but, like, the oh, and that's the weird casting choice. Latino, Indian, what's happening? Right. But there's no, like... Overt uh-huh. misogyny for a laugh. Right. No overt homophobia for a laugh. No overt right. stereotypes about anything for a laugh. Like, this like, is a yes. great movie if you are tuning in on cable and you're like, I have half an hour. I like the scene with the speedboats. As a full movie, it doesn't work. Right. As, like, separate scenes, it works and it doesn't make anybody upset. Yeah, I also think that my criteria for a rom-com hinges upon, like, okay... It's 9.30. I would like to be around bed by 11.30. Right. I'm going to spend some time puttering. I'm going to put on my comfiest sweats. What can I go, boop, while I'm watching and have it go, hmm, that was a nice amount of chips that I just ate yeah. in a film and then go to sleep. That's but that's okay. just me. That's just Charlie. And that's okay. I wrote it out. It's Feel a it. seat. If I were talking... About the way that it makes me feel. Yeah. I really like it. Sure. And it makes me feel more and better sure. than many, if not most, rom-coms. Sure. But, again, applying, like, the critical film th- theory that we've been applying to other films, scholars we be, <laughs> um, it's a scene I feel pretty good yeah. about that. Um, this has been the longest we've recorded any episode ever, ever and I just want to say that... And have that be permission for all of us to bid you all adieu. Adieu. We are so grateful. We are so happy to have you. That's Nick Keller, everybody. It was so fun to have you on the podcast. It was so wonderful. And we're so grateful for all of you listening at Mm -hmm. home. Thank you for requesting this movie. I think it would have taken us a lot longer to get around to it if we hadn't had 98 different people be like, I'll fucking kill you and your mom (laughs) if you don't do it. So thank you so much. Yeah, sorry. Oh my God. Sorry we gave it okay ratings. We hope that you still like us. And we hope that you tell your friends about our podcast and keep tuning in because we love you very much. We do. Like and subscribe. That's rate true. us on Apple Podcasts. We will be launching a Patreon hopefully soon. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks so much, everybody. And bye-bye. Bye-bye.